name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the money. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. It's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. And then he's bald with a dinner bucket! Kill Bond, now! To the right! To the right! To the right! Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice trade. <laughs> Welcome to Double Oz 7. And we're here for yet another rankings episode. We have run through all the heavyweights, ranking the Bonds, ranking the Bond girls, ranking the villains, ranking the pre-title scenes, ranking the songs, ranking the secondary Bond girls, ranking the secondary henchmen, ranking the 30 dairy Bond girls, ranking the fourth dairy henchmen. We have run out of things to rank, so we are now ranking the MI6 crew uh, because we couldn't find enough padding to rank the Tanners as a whole episode. So we get to do all of the MI6 crew, including a couple of fan favorites that guaranteed our most diehard listeners are not going to remember. My name is Colin. Diehard. What podcast are we doing? (laughs) Diehard. Two die harder listeners. Oh, I don't have uh, Gruber high enough. Shit, can we restart this? Die harder three. Underrated. Hey, we were talking about that last night. Sorry, Colin, introduce yourself. How rude. Oh. <laughs> uh, my name is Colin Smallbone. <laughs> uh, my name is Noah, and I can't wait to finish this so I can go and listen to my Barry Manilow collection. And my name is Ben, and I have a cigar somewhere, which I'll tell you about later. It's on video. We know he's going to show us. Just get it over (laughs) with now, Ben. Come on. I'm not wearing pants. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, I I did joke at the beginning, you know, we've run out of things to rank. But honestly, I think the MI6 crew was one of the first ones we came up with. It was. Just sorry to interrupt. I literally was listening to the episode when we bring that up. I think it's in the Moonraker episode when that is brought up. We should rank the MI6 crew. (laughs) That was in like episode 14. So here we are at like episode 97. So look how long it's taken us. Six years later, we're finally here. (laughs) But I think honestly, this is a tougher one to do because... You know, do you want to rank all the MIs? And then if you're ranking, are you ranking just M or are you ranking the individual M's? And then you think, do you have an episode where you can rank just the M's? I mean, we had an episode just on the bonds, uh, but then, okay, well, if you're going to be ranking the M's, let's also rank the Q's and then let's rank the, the Tanners and then let's rank the Villiers <laughs> and all the other fan favorites. Uh, but I, it's taken us what, six, seven years. We finally came up with a format that works. So we've got 23 of them here, which we're going to run through to make sure Noah has everyone that was included on the list. He included us, uh, but I'm excited to rank the MI6 crew. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't quite sure how this one would work and if it would just be too difficult, if all the M's are going to be at the top, all the Q's are going to be at the top and all the others at the bottom. But I feel like we got a good mix here. we got some minor characters that actually are going to make it a little bit higher on my list. So this should be fun. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun kind of mixing them all together. You're ranking Lois Maxwell up with Judy Dench and, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got Samantha Bond up there with Desmond Llewellyn and all mixed together. So that's, it's kind of fun. I think doing it that way. Um, yeah, this one is interesting because 
we did the secondary henchmen, but we're hitting some big hitters here. Like these are some of the biggest names in Bond uh, that we still haven't ranked, but we're also ranking them with complete nobodies, <laughs> like a single scene. Uh, but I think if you're going to rank the MI6 crew, you can't just discount the ones that you don't like. So uh, we've got to include some of the smaller characters uh, along the way. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm prepared to eat my words, uh, eat your word. But I think this may be our most unified list that we'll ever have in terms of general placings. General placing. Ben's shaking his well, head. Well, you think that? <laughs> well, Ben's shaking his head because he knows he's going to be the one that screws it all up. Uh, <laughs> ben uh, has. Peter Burton's Q, number one. <laughs> oh, why did you have to spoil it? I, I say it every time, but it's so difficult. Like, I'm still looking at my list. I'm like, did I get it right? Because it's just so many great characters. And, and, like, if they were in a lot of films, does that mean they automatically go higher? If they're iconic, do they automatically go higher? Uh, so it was pretty difficult. Uh, but especially the, the top. I'm going to say three I've bounced back and forth on. Uh, so yeah. this should be fun, I think. I think it was in our last episode, was it not, that Colin uttered the words about Lois Maxwell's money penny not being that high. So I'm actually uh, shaking my head because clearly Colin's going to fuck this one up today when he ranks Lois Maxwell like number 14 or something <laughs> like that. Um, I Colin. <laughs> respect the dead. She died in Australia. <laughs> and she's Everyone Canadian. Let's be honest, they're all dead. If, if she um, wasn't Canadian, maybe she'd be outside my top ten. <laughs> I we we came up with the idea for this one. We were actually meant to have done this for the last episode. We didn't. Then we we're going to do it the week after, and then other stuff happened. So I've actually been sitting on this for quite some time, being so excited to do this. This is maybe the most excited I've been for a ranking in some time because I I did it. And I'm like, wow, this is difficult, but it's fun at the same time. And yeah, it's a it's a good list. It's a very good list, and. I, I shake my head at also the unification because there's at least, I want to say, two people on this list, which I know I'm going to have higher than all of you. Um, oh, yeah. I know which one. There's, Small number four. There's some, there's some <laughs> others which I'm going to have lower that you are going to have higher. Um, but I really, outside of that, I do kind of agree with Noah. I think that, you know, I feel our top, two top three are pretty much all gonna be the same we still have never had a match on all of the same number ever we did in our last one but it wasn't a colin ruined it or something like that um because somebody made a good argument (laughs) i feel i feel as though this will be the first time that we will surely have like there's got to be at least one or two of these people that are a solid like easy number one easy number two but um i i'm intrigued for this one because like i think once we get rid of the shit ones um, there's going to be very tight. Like, th- let's be honest. We know there's like four on this list, five on this list. Ah, oh, get them out of the way. And then all of a sudden it's like, let's get into the real stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. But based on our last eight rankings episodes, I don't know that. I don't know anything at this point. I don't <laughs> Mishka know and Grishka, about. number 23. <laughs> you say, oh, yeah, get them out of the way. I, I come in here expecting the expected, which is the unexpected. Spectre? <laughs> and, you know, everybody's saying, like, we're going to have the uh, – maybe our top threes are all the same. Maybe our top fives are all the same five people. But I got to be honest, I'm still not sold on my number one and my, my number two. Like, I, I wrote this down last night, 
And I'm like, this might flip flop by the time we finish recording the episode. Like, I don't know what's going to happen yet. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm glad that Ben's saying, yeah, I think we're probably all going to be agreement on like the top three. That means Falco is not in his top three. Thank you. Oh, um, well, <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought we all liked Falco. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, let me run through the list here for people before we start. Uh, and to make sure that Noah has everybody <laughs> we have here. Uh, so we'll run through that. We have four characters here that each have multiple appearances and multiple actors playing them. So we are including multiple actors. So the M's, we got Bernard Lee, Robert Brown, Judy Dench, and Ray Fiennes. The Q's, we have Peter Burton, which technically <laughs> Boothroyd, I guess, and not Q'd, but same character. Uh, Peter Burton, Desmond Llewellyn, John Cleese, and Ben Wishaw. Money Pennies, we have Lois Maxwell, Carolyn Bliss, Samantha Bond, and Naomi Harris. Tanners, we have Michael Goodliff, James Villiers, Michael Kitchen, and Roy Kinnear. And then we have the, uh, I guess, one-off appearances or one actor playing the characters of Robinson, Villiers, Frederick Gray, Sir Frederick Gray, General Gogol, Penelope Smallbone, Molly Warmflash, which... uh, Molly Warmflash was it. We fought to have Molly Warmflash in this one. And Damien Falco, who one person fought. And I, I think we didn't want to include him. Uh, no one I didn't want to include him, I should say. Hang and on a minute. No, 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 no. It was you who fought for him on this list, if I'm no, not no, no, mistaken. No, 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 no. Ben wanted to include him. No one I didn't want to. And I relented by saying... I don't know where else we're going to fit him, but I have strong opinions I want to voice, so I'll include him for that reason. I, I don't I don't have the, the I we're meant to be doing a shorter one, so we say that all the time. I can't be bothered fighting with you, but I think you're wrong. No, I don't believe that. I, I, I don't distinctly remember saying I want him on the list. You absolutely did. Noah, you can confirm this, right? No, 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 no. Oh no, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, for that, for that, I'm playing this straight away. <laughs> There. That's the Damien Falco theme. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> all right. So we are going to do things a little bit differently as well, uh, because we don't want to keep people for six hours. So <laughs> we're going to rank two at a time here, at least up until a certain point, just to speed things along and to get rid of some of the nobodies here. Uh, so we have 23 in total. There we go. 23. Uh, so we're going to go in order of me, Noah, Ben, just to confirm. Yes. Yes. I like it on the right. bottom. <laughs> we know oh. you do. All right. So I will kick us off here, ranking the MI6 crew and friends of the MI6 crew, I guess. Nobody uh, does it. Bet- Sorry. Yeah, we, we should give a, a slight asterisk towards Google. Like, I fought for him here. I think it would be a bit of a disrespect to such a big character to put him in the others list. And yeah, he's not an MI6 member, but you know, he can't. Russian MI6. He's the Russian counterpart of him. I think they fit. We like Russia now. If we were ranking in the 80s, he'd be on the villains list probably. But now, you know, except for their athletes who are drug cheats, we like Russia. So. And there's a, another character that uh, I feel kind of fits in with Gogol where we can group them in here together. Miss Taro? Um, yes. Let's let's <laughs> amend this list. 24, 24 people now. Miss Taro, we know she's making the top 10. She's hot. I'll kick, I'll kick it off. Um, my number 23 and 22 does not include Damien Falco. There you go, Ben. He's not going to be very bottom. Uh, but number 23, I don't know if this is going to be unanimous agreement. Um, it's a Tanner. It is a first appearance of Tanner, so I guess some history made, but it is a completely forgettable appearance of Tanner. 
the Michael Goodliff man with the golden gun tanner, who I believe has one scene is sort of just guy in the background, never identified by name. Um, I don't know if a lot of tanners are identified by name. We just sort of know them because he well, kind of also briefly appears in the books. We, we know in World is Not Enough, he is Tanner. 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 James. But yeah, I, I really would love to include a tanner a little bit higher than the bottom spot, but this is the forgettable tanner, so much so that it wasn't until this list came through, I'm like, oh yeah, we did get a tanner way back when. Um, and, and I think he also appeared in the book, the man with the golden gun as well. So he did definitely. You know, yep. Yeah. Ben can confirm <laughs> Ben's favorite yep. book of the series. Love it. Could not put it down. We also know very well that if Ben had read all the books worlds, uh, sorry, worlds out of, uh, man with the golden gun probably would be his favorite of the bond books. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to deliberately s- like it now. <laughs> my, about the books. <laughs> My uh, my number 22 will also be a one-off appearance, uh, an origin of a character, the original Q, Boothroyd, Peter Burton. Uh, the only reason that he's a spot higher than Tanner is because he at least creates history with the gadget. And I, and I feel like the scene is more memorable. If you had had Desmond Llewellyn this, I mean, even the From Rush Would Love Desmond Llewellyn, it takes it up a notch because Peter Burton's not a good actor. He's very dry. Uh, but the scene is very important. I think it's very important in the the book. It almost is out of context in the movie because there's a purpose for it in the book that fits into continuity. Whereas here it's just, oh, let's just mention this. But it's in- incredibly important. And I don't know if there was ever a need to introduce why he uses a Walter PPK. Uh, but I love that they included that in there because it's an iconic thing. I don't think that gun would have ever become iconic without it. So those are my bottom two, but Peter Burton gets a snipe nod over uh, Michael Goodlift just because he creates bigger history. Well, uh, we do have a match because my number 23 is uh, the Michael Goodlift Tanner. Uh, movies Michael Goodlift. Um <laughs> I, I like to call him the Wizard of Oz Tanner because he reminds me of a munchkin. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because Tanner is such a thing in the books. Uh, so when it came to ha- finally introducing Tanner, it's just r- resulted to nothing. Uh, he may as well not be there because he's there with another guy in the scene. Why do they need two of them? <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> So I agree about the Michael Goodlift Tanner. There's nothing there. Uh, the Wizard of Oz Tanner. Um, it's just funny that he was su- uh, such a thing in the book. And then when they finally introduce him, it's just nothing. Um, and then on your other one was the Major Boothroyd Q. I may surprise you guys with my placing. With I'm just kidding. But <laughs> he's not my next one. Uh, and I'll have a slight defense for him uh, coming up. But I, I, I think there are worse characters. But I don't hate your your ranking for him. Are you going to give a twenty two for you? Ah, might as well get it out of the way. I thought we were doing two each. You do, well, we usually to- respond. We usually respond to everybody. But since you already matched one, oh, why don't you just right. give us your twenty two, Noah? <laughs> I know. Then can respond to both of us. <laughs> I listen in pre-production. Speed um, it up, people. Well, um, then how do I do this? Because the two Tell us that you what just about, Hannah, um, well, I'm going. To, I will, but the the problem I have is that okay. Well, look, we have sort of matches, Colin, but I have them all around the other way. So yeah, my 
Yeah, okay. Well, your 22 is my 23. My 23 is your 22. So I actually have uh, Boothroyd slash Peter Burton at dead last, 23. Now, I literally just watched Dr. No. Like, I finished 10 minutes before we uh, started recording. So I literally have have him on the mind from only a couple of hours ago. He does nothing. Like, okay, he's got history. He walks in there. He looks. He gets, answers an M question, gives a gun, makes a joke about a lady's gun, and then leaves. Bye. Thanks for coming. Um, and okay, it's a history scene because he introduces the gadget. But I'm sorry, when I think of Q, I don't want to think of this guy. At least with Tanner, like Tanner's not such a, a a regular that, you know, there's been more Tanners than I've had, you know, medium rare steaks in my life. So kind of they, they spread that out over the films. Whereas Q, you automatically think of Desmond Llewellyn. And then if you like Ben Waterworth, you think of John Cleese. And then if you like Colin, you think of Ben Whishaw. So no one thinks of this guy. He's so forgettable. He's just, ugh, go away. Um, and then with Michael Goodliffe, yeah, I've got him at 22 because the Ben Waterworth argument of I don't really remember him, um, he's in the background, <laughs> he's there. I want to uh, your on Michael yeah. Goodliffe. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, like, there's a couple of Tanners who are to me that way. It w- One thing I was thinking about, though, when we were doing our explanations, it would have been actually really interesting if we had to be like, no, we have to rank the characters. So you have to be like... M as a character, including all of the, you know, like we didn't obviously do that with the Blofelds and the villains one, so it wouldn't have been fair to do this. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, for me, Michael Goodleaf, I I like the Tanner character, but I'm talking about Major Boothroyd, Peter Burton being a blight in the Q name. Well, Michael Goodleaf is a blight in the Tanner name. Tanner, get off my (laughs) list. So, Noah, you want to do your 22? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, Mike Goodliffe, if Ben, you had just switched it around, we would have had our first ever match, but... Make an no. argument for him to switch it. <laughs> I'm not making any argument for Michael Goodliffe. <laughs> uh, okay, my number 22. Uh, let's not beat around the bush, pausing for dramatic effect. Uh, Falco! <laughs> <laughs> I no, he shouldn't be on this list. Put him on the others list with the dragon. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he should be on this list. Uh, I'm going to say there are only two characters on this entire list that annoy me. Everyone else I either don't like because they're boring or I like because they're awesome. There are two characters that annoy me, and one of them is Falco because he's bloody annoying. Uh I just, you know, if you're trying to talk up Die Another Day, which is a very hard thing to do, the the last character you're going to bring up is Falco. He's not adding to this. Uh, if anything, he's detracting from the film, which is very hard to do because there's a lot of competition when you're talking about detracting from that film. Uh, no, he's terrible. Why, what is he doing here? This is... Uh, Raul all over again where I had to rewatch the bloody thing. And I rewatched Die Another Day and Raul is in even less than we talked about when we were bringing up him in that ranking. So boo, Falco, get him off. Ben's probably going to have him eighth or something like that. Um, I, I'm I'm going to be a bigger man this episode and not, you know, show porn and storm <laughs> off and just I'm, I've <laughs> grown. I've grown. So I'm in order... <laughs> for me, well, I used to be a bigger man and then I lost weight, unlike Colin. I, from now on, when I'm angry, I'm just going to play this. And I'm 
going to move on and say that I'm not talking about him for a while. You know what the best thing about that is, is that that's his protest. I'm going to play this. When we record this, we hear nothing. <laughs> I know. But then yeah, you re-listen to them and you hear them. I've been in my in my re-listening of our episodes, I've been counting how many times it's been played. And I'm just saying that if you want to never hear that song, go back and listen to our old episodes because it's barely ever played. I think it took took us like four or five episodes till we ever heard this. Now we play it frequently. So um you're welcome, Die Another Day fans. Speak a man. Uh, <laughs> I will jump like into Colin. I'm going to jump into my next two because my number 21 is Damien Falco. Uh, And this is why now there are two reasons I wanted to include him on this list. The one is because I feel like without having him, Gogol sticks out like a sore thumb because Falco is fulfilling the same purpose. He's, he's essentially an ally, but a adversary an equal to M on the other side. Um, he, you know, is sort of the superior to the other agent that they're teaming up with the collaborative effort. It is just Gogol all over again. But the problem here is that the other reason I wanted to include this is because I don't know when else we would talk about Falco and his character is so bad. And this is nothing against Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen is an amazing actor. You put Michael Madsen in anything else, he's great. There are so many things wrong with his character. He has... Uh, I'll, I'll defend Raul because Raul at least has a presence in his two scenes in the movie. Uh, Falco has zero presence. If anything, he's a detractor. You, you're turned off by him in the movie. He is the epitome of the American arrogance in politics, uh, which in 2002, I don't think people were quite on, on board with, but you flash forward any other year present. I mean, this is, this is the villain in most movies nowadays, and I don't know what they were going for this. M has like a fleeting line in the movie about American arrogance, which I think if you had actually made that the point, it works. But otherwise, this is just this obnoxious guy who thinks he's better than M, and you're meant to look down on him, but the movie's presenting him in a way where he's supposed to be a hero. Like nothing about this character works. And there are people I'm gonna have ranking higher than him that are completely insignificant, but at least they don't rub you the wrong way. And the entire don't think I guarantee the intention was not to have Falco rub you the wrong way uh, because Gogol doesn't rub you the wrong way. And he's technically even more of a villain when he's introduced. So Falco, uh, if I'm not talking about my least favorite character on here, it would be Falco, but he gets a slight bump up here because he's at least a little bit more significant. Uh, my number 20, I'm sure Ben is also going to be angry with this one. Penelope Smallbone. Uh, I think why would I be angry about Penelope Smallbone? I don't know because of your your love for any type of woman with with a sexual innuendo in her name that is completely insignificant to the film. Colin, Colin I am the I am the feminist voice of this podcast. I love all women. <laughs> I, I want to bring up. <laughs> I will bring up everything about. It. I want to bring up that uh, somebody recently um, said that they were opposed to chauvinists. We, we kind of, Ben of all people was the person that, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to clear the air on this. Uh, I, I, ben can edit this out if he doesn't want me to say this, but Ben, ben has been plugging our podcast on Tinder. That's how bad our Patreon is going. <laughs> Like, I get laid on Tinder. I'm going to at least do something right on there. 
<laughs> and not only that, he's actually telling them, I'm sending screenshots of this chat to my co-hosts. <laughs> Stop plugging the show. Well, again, I can't get late. So what else am I meant to do on there? Plugging double on seven <laughs> well, well, Noah, why don't you, because you can't get dates as well, so you should be doing the same one to help us out to get the Korean audience on board. Come on. I, exactly. Like, I mean, God, I, I'm, I'm smart. If anything, I'm smart. It's like, okay, well, Ben Water was bad at the whole dating app thing, so can't get lucky. So at least I'm going to try and get What if she's tuning in right now? What if this is her first episode? Like, I'm famous. I noticed two, new, two extra downloads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, this is uh completely dating this podcast, uh, but I mean Ben will be fully aware of the news that uh the the big switch up with OnlyFans. Um Oh, don't get me started. They're no longer having explicit content. And I was thinking, well, after our Patreon failed, that that's our only source of income. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now that OnlyFans is off, what are we going to do? Can I just say with that, the best tweet I saw all day for the fact that OnlyFans is no longer doing explicit content, they were like, that is like McDonald's saying they're no longer selling burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, is there a person on this planet who is literally like, oh, OnlyFans, I'm going to sign on to get my non-porn content? Like, There is one. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's on there to get the behind the scenes of Spectre, etc. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, 007 coming to Tinder near you. <laughs> but, I'm going to start a separate wait. profile on Tinder, just 007. Swipe right. <laughs> but I, I, I am glad that you... I am glad that you plugged us somewhere, Ben. Um, well, I, just, I appreciate the fact that of, like, like, I show the screenshot and literally Colin's like, who is this girl? What is this? Who are you? Like, Colin is so out of the blue, he doesn't know what Tinder looks like. What is I that, a girl? I- Married for eight years, I sure hope. <laughs> Jamie would have looked at that straight away and got ah oh, Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one else is plugging. Uh, no one else is plugging Double Seven. So Ben, you're doing the devil's work. Good job. Um, yes, we thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're a good man. All avenues. The forums I- are united. You're gonna plug people on uh, Tinder these days. <laughs> But I, I am glad that you're like, oh, I'm not going to be offended, Penelope, because I'm like, great. So Plenty O'Toole, because you had a funny name, was Ben's number one. Penelope Smallbone, not. But- Holly Goodhead was my last in the Bond Girls. It's not all about the name. <laughs> well, I, if we go back to our Octopussy episode, uh, we, I think we, we said, you know, this was a great idea for a character. And the idea of the character was, I don't know whether it was just, let's throw a one-off joke in there, or if it was, we have to at least address the fact that Bond and, and Moneypenny are looking pretty old. Uh, so mission accomplished with that. So, uh, you know, I think that she deserves a little bit of credit for accomplishing the mission of, we're no longer going to allow you to be distracted old where we're going to address the fact that Moneypenny's a little bit old and Bond's a little bit old now. Uh, but I think the biggest disappointment is that this shouldn't have just been one scene. You could have actually gone somewhere with this character. You could have done more with Penelope Smallbone and, and made this a thing of competition. And imagine having Moneypenny berating her the way that, that Q does to R in The World Is Not Enough. That's what I want to see. If, if you had had the, 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 the foresight to do a Q&R relationship with Moneypenny and Smallbone, then I think Smallbone actually goes a little bit higher. Uh, I was wondering where you're going there when you're getting uh, 
uh, Lois Maxwell parading Smallbone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Smallbone. That was, was like spring break up there. <laughs> She's just on the bed behind me. You just, um, she's tied Jamie up. Jamie just, Jamie just texted me and said, "You said small bone." <laughs> See, Jamie and I, we're we're like this. We get it. We we laugh at the funny things. Uh, roll number twenty one was Falco. Uh, yeah. I agree. Americans, are, Americans are annoying. Um, another. <laughs> Just alienate our, our number one listenership. Good, good job. Our only listenership, I think. Uh, we are talking like. in leadership and politics here. I doubt that the Americans are going to disagree with that. No, but Australians. Well, ask them how about ask them about Afghanistan right now. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> Topical. Oh, oh, only fans in Afghanistan. Let's not date this episode. <laughs> way, way to bring the way to bring the podcast to a heavy level <laughs> just imagine like people are listening to this three or four years from now where afghanistan is beloved around the world they, they've suffered like such a tragedy and yeah and well ben making an inappropriate joke about well, afghanistan <laughs> it's topical because as we've explained on the show many of times it's james bond's fault what's happening there so i mean it's kind <laughs> yes. of it's topical for this podcast <laughs> we interviewed fran dresser anything is open to talk about on this show it's, it's, I don't know, but there's some sort of kind of metaphor or some sort of philosophical thing about the world that we've brought up two things that are topical uh, on this show. <laughs> One was OnlyFans banning porn and the other was Afghanistan. And in between that, we've, we've smudged Penelope Smallbone in between the two of them. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be talking about Penelope soon. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Go further with Penelope. Uh Ooh. I think there was more that could have been done with the character, and I'll talk about that when I get to her. But, again, I don't hate your ranking for it, but I, it's a fun little nod and a joke. And I think we kind of said that we added her because we wanted a few more females on this list. Uh, but she's technically a staffer at MI6. Uh, she obviously got fired by the time View to a Kill came. Maybe the budget because of Money Penny's gambling addiction, but... Uh, <laughs> She's she's fun. She's better than Falco. Um, well, in terms of your Falco ra- ranking, like <laughs> Jesus, what? Just like I'm right now, going to say your 21 is my 20. So I've got Penel. No, hang Falco on. Falco is your 20. No, hang on. No. So what's your argument? Hang on. No, no, no. That's not right. What, so what did you just give? Your 21 and Falco 20? Falco is 21 and Smallbone is 20. All right. So I've got to give 21 and 20. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Your 20 is my 21. Smallbone is my 21. Um, the fact that you have Falco ranked, but like literally you just sat there and listed like 50 things that are, uh, to you, annoying about Falco. Do you remember Falco? Yes. Well. Okay. <laughs> then that makes your ranking of him below Smallbone completely dumb 
because we Why? literally, when we came up with this list, could small not bone. remember Smallbone. So, uh, therefore, well, everybody, who doesn't remember Penelope Smallbone? We've talked about this in the past. We were just like, who's Smallbone? And we've literally, like, had to think about who she is. We couldn't remember her. No, it was, it was, no, and you know what it was? It was that episode where we're like, who's that random woman in that movie? What's her name? What's her name? Oh, Smallbone. That's what it was. You couldn't oh, even okay, remember so, so her. We can't, we can't remember because the description is who's that woman in that movie? That doesn't equate to we don't remember the character. That's she's, a bad description. She's in one scene. She's brought in for the exact fact that you said because Lois Maxwell's granny penny by that point. <laughs> so we need to, we're going to get the eye candy in. She's literally brought in to look at and then she's just gone. And, if, and her name she was, serves exactly the purpose she intended, which Falco does not. He, he goes Falco the is memorable. He's Michael Madsen. I'm not even, I'm not talking about him for ages. <laughs> so why the hell am I talking about him right now? Smallbone is ridiculous. She's just there to be looked at. If her name was like Jenny Smith, you wouldn't even remember her anymore because of her name is in some sort of double entendre. So Smallbone is just dumb and stupid and ridiculous. We are talking Um, about how she is memorable because she was brought in and the whole joke of, oh, I'm over here, James. Like, it doesn't matter what her name is. She's still memorable. No. Ben. Dumb. I'm a big fan of Plenty of Tool, but if she came on and said, hi, I'm Jenny, Jenny Smith. <laughs> you yes, would remember like- her because she's hot and she's bubbly and she's got personality and every scene she's in, she's owns. Don't you turn well, on me on the Diamonds Are Forever, love, described, Noah. You just described Mishka and Grishka. Do you remember them? Nate, give me one famous Mishka and Grishka quote. Go on. Hi, I'm Mishka. Hi, I'm Grishka. <laughs> yep. Give me, one, give me one famous odd job quote. Uh-uh. Give me one famous Jaws quote. Here's to us. <laughs> the only quotes. <laughs> but you remember it straight away. About right. mine and uh, Colin's this opinion is- on Ben, because we both thought that Penelope Smallbone would be in his top five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like Penelope Smallbone. She's stupid. Okay. So it's my 21 and 20, right? Yes. I, I love that we did... Uh, two at a time to save time, but I think we're just completely confused. <laughs> we really are like, confusing ourselves. <laughs> given is he's 13th at this point. Uh, because he said, oh, my 20th is... Uh, so my 21... Uh, I'm, I'm in an R-ing on this one, but I'll, I'll stick with it. Uh, uh, such an iconic character, but I'm doing a two for two on the Tanners, so I'm going to get James Villiers out. From Four Your Eyes Only. Uh, big improvement over the Wizard of Oz tanner, that's for sure. Um, and this is kind of the the tanner that was brought in because Bernard Lee, rest his soul, uh, was gone. And they didn't, I guess they didn't recast him out of respect. <laughs> um, so so Tanner was one of the guys in to give the briefing. Um, and yeah, no, he fits the what is the uh, Austin Powers Captain Exposition or whatever it is? Basil like, Exposition. Basil Exposition. Yeah, he fits that role well enough, and he's much more memorable than Michael Goodliffe. And if we saw him back again, fine. But, you know, not the most memorable character you ever have. I don't really have a lot of negative things to say to him. He's just a bit of nothing, but he is an improvement over Falco. Um, so that's my 21. Two Tanners off. Uh, I will say the other tenants going to be a bit higher than the 20s. So 
if you're a big Tanner fan, don't worry. Um, and my number 20, and I first person off the board, or Michael Good lives off, uh, is the major booth or Peter Burton Q. Uh, I'm going to give it a slight defense. So I put him at 20, which is very low still, but I am giving a slight defense because Ben is looking at it from the wrong perspective. He's looking at it from, Oh, well, if I think of Q, I think of John Cleese. I think of uh, this, but you're, you're looking at that from the eyes of someone from 2021 uh, so if we give him a bit of credit and look at it from the eyes of someone from 1962, uh, yeah, he's not a great character, but John Cleese is infamous. Uh, not John Cleese. <laughs> Desmond Llewellyn is infamous for his Goldfinger kind of setting the scene with the Q, the Aston Martin and everything like that. But, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to Peter Burton that he kind of introduces the Q scene. He still has that where he, he comes in and he introduces the gun and he gives the speech. It's a blah, 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 blah. Uh, there is no Goldfinger scene without that scene. That's kind of setting the scene. And I know, Ben, you don't know this, but Q is not really in the books. Or not really. He's not in the books. Well, I'm not Maybe Boothroyd <laughs> is kind of like he is in Dr. No. Yeah, exactly. So if you give him that, the fact that Q is not even a character, and we're looking at it from a 2021 perspective of what Q is, if you look at it from what he brought into Dr. No as the armorer and as Major Boothroyd, yes, he's boring. I'm not I'm not defending him saying he's top 10, but he is the one that introduced the role, really. And you I don't see how you can ever have Peter Burton lower than Michael Goodliff if we're looking at the introduction of Q versus the introduction of Tanner, because he at least introdu introduces that scene of being the guy that brings in the gadget or the weapon. Um, so I, I think there needs to be a little bit of credit to Peter Burton uh, looking at the historical perspective of what the character of Q was versus M and Moneypenny and Bond that were all there already and Tanner. Um, and Mary Goodnight. So, uh, yeah, not the greatest character of all time, but anyone who has Peter Burton below Michael Goodlift, come on. Um, so a bit of justice for Peter Burton, but again, boring. I'll agree on that. I think you made some good arguments there until you turned around and said that he introduced, he does introduce Q scene, great, sure, fantastic. But at the end of the day, um, that's like saying that, Barry Nelson should get a higher ranking because he introduced James Bond character. No, he was boring as James Bond. Sean Connery made James Bond. This guy is so boring. It's like he literally just says, this is a gun. This is where it is. Here you go. Goodbye. Like, no. The the first Q scene is when Q adds Q-ness to it. Like, that's what we want and love from Q. This guy is not Q. He is Boothroyd, and he's only Q by the fact that we're putting him as Q. So I get what you're saying about, oh, introducing the scene. Sure, he does. Yes, technically he does. But no, I, I no. He's but I dead disagree last with minute. that point because I don't think that Tanner introduces Tannerness at all with Michael Goodliffe. I do think that Peter Burton brings yeah. that little yeah. element of that Q scene. That is a Q theme. Uh, and Jimmy Bond, Barry Nelson. I like Barry Nelson. What's with the Barry Nelson shame? I like Barry Nelson. Wow. I like Barry Nelson, but I'm just trying to use it as a comparison. 
<laughs> anyway. The Barry Nelson hate. Uh, Where's uh, Barry Nelson getting ranked? We didn't rank him in yeah. anything. Barry Nelson. Uh, but, yeah, but Peter Burton brings the Q scene and that is what leads into From Russia With Love and then eventually Goldfinger. Tanner doesn't do that with Michael Goodliff, so I, I disagree with your disagreement of me. Well, we will disagree to disagree, huh? I don't know where we got that. Um, the other one, though, uh, I will just uh, bring up my number 20 uh, because my number 20 is the James Villiers version of Tanner. Um, I kind of agree with you. He's, I mean... He's fine. He's got more things to say, but I mean, outside of that, you'd like he's just so unmemorable. Like you know, he what gets angry at Bond, doesn't he? Because of what's the face, Mustacha. Uh, 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 I mean, cool, but like I mean, if Bernard Lee was fine and okay, like he probably wouldn't even be in this movie. So he's kind of just there for the sake of being there. So, um, and also when you have process of elimination when it comes to who else is list on this list. Yeah, I can't have Mr. Villiers high. I mean, he gets a character named after him who literally when I shared this list with Colin last night, I'm like, who's that? And we both were like, yeah, is that the one who gives the money in Casino Royale? <laughs> like, if we had the banker on this list, I want him on the list because he'd be in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, where's the banker for Casino Royale? So, um, I mean, I guess the the good thing about James Villiers is he gets a character named after him and he is will that, be mentioned very fact? soon. Was he named after James yeah, Villiers? Villiers from Casino Royale was named after the actor who played Tanner mm-hmm. in For Your Eyes Only. So, um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where's Nelson? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I've got that then. So that's my 20 and 21 done. All right, so let's recap our bottom four, I guess. Uh, my number four, I have Nobody Remembers the Michael Goodliff Tanner. My number 22 is At Least He Made History, Peter Burton Q. My number 21 is Ben is 100% Wrong on Damian Falco. And my number 20 is, thank God she's getting off the board early, Penelope Smallbone. Has no one put up Smallbone? Getting off the board. Uh, My number 23, Follow the Yellow Brick Road to Michael Goodlift, Tanner. My number 22 is uh, Falco Stinks. Like jinx. Uh, my number twenty-one is uh, Villiers, not from Casino Royale. It's Tanner Villiers, and my twenty is setting the scene. Uh, a genuine war for PPK. Peter Burton's major boothroid slash Q. My number twenty-three is not Q. It's boothroid Peter Burton at number twenty-two. Who? Tanner Michael Goodliff, uh, number 21. Why the hell would I like this character? It's boring Smallbone. And at 20, it's the other Tanner Villiers. I don't have anything else to quip about him. So I'll kick off our next set here just by saying um, when Noah started giving his number 20 ranking and Ben as well, I was like, surely you guys are putting up the Casino Royale Villiers because I'm I'm not saying it's going to be that much higher, but the James Villiers Tanner, I actually... I, like, I think obviously I like more than you guys because my number 19 is the Casino Royale Villiers. Uh, partly because, uh, as I said, I, Ben and I sort of had that excitement. We were talking it over and Ben was like, so who's Villiers? I'm like, that's the, 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 the guy with the money, the banker guy. Is it? Yeah, let me look. No, 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 no. It's that other guy. It's the not Tanner guy. Uh, so 
I, I we, this guy didn't even seem important enough for us to include, at least for two of us to include in the list. Uh, I understand why he's on here completely now that we look at it, but uh, of all the great Casino Royale characters, I mean, would he even make the top 10? I don't know. Uh, I, I think looking back on him now, I can see that, you know, he was different from the other Tanners. I, um, obviously, he's his position is slightly different from Tanner. He's different enough that, you know, he's not just fill in the blank Tanner. Uh, he has a little bit of personality, but he is far from like a top character. So uh, I'm going to that's going to be my lowest so ranking the Villiers <laughs> 19 Villiers for me uh, and my number 18. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see in a few minutes if I'm the first one to put a money penny up here, but Carolyn bliss money penny. Uh, ben talks about not my cue, not my money penny. The only thing she had going for her is the glasses. I think, you know, let, let's do more money penny with glasses. It'll be fine. Uh, she's just there. She doesn't have any chemistry with Timothy Dalton. She doesn't fulfill a purpose. She's younger than Lois Maxwell. Something's funny. I just, sorry. I just, I, I just, we have, a, we have a money penny who wants to go home and listen to a Barry it's so funny. I don't know why we Is don't it? laugh at that more. Would you like to come over and listen to my Barry Man? Was that a cool thing to do in the eighties? Like if, no. if I if I go to Tinder right now and I'm like, would you like to come over and listen to my Barry Manilow collection? It's something I picture people doing with face masks. But like in the eighties, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna come over and listen to my Duran Duran or my Bon Jovi collection. Like, that's, you know, that's Barry Manilow. This is this bad as listening to Barry Manilow with earmuffs? This is the equivalent of the Beatles line. Like, this is yeah. the broccoli earmuffs status here with that line. How did that ever pass in 1987? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just literally thinking of Carolyn Bliss sitting at home on the Copa, Copa Cabana. <laughs> da, 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 da. Or like, what's that Mandy song? Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Oh, money, money, penny. <laughs> who was listening to Barry Manilow in 1987. Let's be honest. I just want James Bond. I, I, I'd like, say what you will about Timothy Dalton. And I, I don't even know why I'm not bagging out Colin here right now for ranking another Timothy Dalton character so low, but it's like, just Timothy Dalton go, oh, buddy, let's listen to Barry Manilow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Barry Manilow. I love him dearly. Oh, buddy. My buddy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I all of a sudden found that so funny. <laughs> Uh, so you were Villiers and the Barry Manilow money yeah. petty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say both of them aren't my next one, but both of them are coming very, very soon. Um, Villiers, I'll get a, a bit of a defense for the kind of your defense, I guess, is I always think that Rory Kinnear is Tanner in Casino Royale. <laughs> I, I I just always think he's in that film because he shows up in Quantum and he's just Tanner. Uh, and I always forget. And then when I watch, I'm like, well, he's not even there. Uh, and and I kind of like Villiers and Judy Dench's thing that they've got going on. Um, Who? Yeah. The Barry Manilow money penny. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll get to her, but she's coming up very soon for me. Uh, I once said that Samantha Bond's money penny was worse, and that was that's dumb thing to say. And I don't like Samantha Bond's money penny, but um, 
Yeah, there's just so many things that went wrong with that character. And like, uh, I'll, I'll get more into it, but they're both coming up very soon for me. I just want to quickly um, ask, Noah, what do you think about Villiers and Judy Dench? Oh, it's pretty gay. Well, I think Judy Dench is a woman, so I don't know how it's gay, but okay. Um, ben, ben, what do I think about listening to Barry Manilow? Oh, it's pretty gay. <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. No one would want to listen to Barry Manilow. <laughs> it's pretty gay. Um, wait, was that the gay one? I thought that was a no. <laughs> My ears are, are blocked. <laughs> Gay music. I like Madonna, so I know that answer. Um, yeah, I'll save time, uh, Colin. You're 19 and 18 and my 19 and 18. Um, Villiers, Villiers at 19. I, I don't get why this isn't Tanner. Like, why couldn't Rory Kinnear come in a, a movie early and be Tanner if that's who they wanted to be Tanner? Or why can't this guy, Tobias Menzies, be Tanner for the next three yeah. movies? Like, I don't... I don't understand. It's like our argument about um, Wade. Why isn't that Felix? Um, you know, I mean, we love Wade. Don't get me wrong. We, we love him. But, I mean, that really should be Felix. So, um, yeah, I just I don't understand. It's kind of, I guess, like how we'll get um, Robinson in The World Is Not Enough, how they're basically like, okay, well, why isn't that Tanner? But then we sort of get confused because, uh, sorry, Tomorrow Never Dies, and then in World Is Not Enough we have them both. So, like, why isn't Villiers in Quantum? So that we can see that they're, they're, it's weird, but anyway. So Villiers does nothing. Like he's just he's pointless. Like, but he's like the reason he's pointless because he's just such a forgettable. He literally forgot who he was. Like if this was Rory Kinnear's Tanner, then you're not gonna think twice about this. I'm kind of with Noah. Like I always think Tanner's in Casino Royale, but he's not. I wish we were ranking the banker from Casino Royale because that guy is amazing. Um, and like you know it. that a guy who literally walks in and gives money and he's in, what, like two seconds of two scenes is more memorable than Villiers. He's probably got ten times the screen time. Uh, I, I don't remember any chemistry with Judy Dench, though, so okay. Um, and at 18. Um, it was all sexual. Yeah, Carolyn Bliss. I mean, look, I will say, unpopular opinion, maybe the most attractive money penny. I wouldn't say the most. I'd say more than Samantha Bond. I mean, Samantha Bond with short hair, but with a long hair. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> later. Um, but I don't know. Like outside of the Barry Manilow line, I literally don't remember. Naomi Harris. Yeah, I think she's more attractive than Naomi Harris. Oh, get off the podcast! If you want to watch me, sure. Um, <laughs> I just like outside of the Barry Manilow line. What do you remember about this money penny? Like, Noah, I'm I'm happy now that you're kind of seeing the light and saying that Samantha Bond's not the worst money penny. But like, even if you thought that, you could at least remember some Samantha Bond lines and remember some things she does, even if you hate them. Again, outside of the Barry Manilow line, there's literally nothing about Carolyn Bliss's money penny that I can remember. We looked her up, and wasn't she like not in anything else after this? Like <laughs> Carolyn Bliss's career was killed by playing this, and I'm the biggest defender of the Dalton two films on this podcast. I can barely defend her in this because, like, again, she's just so unmemorable. Um, I, I, outside of being attractive, I just I can't say anything else about Carolyn Bliss and Money Penny, and it makes me sad because I don't like ranking Timothy Dalton characters this low. But uh, look at us, Colin. You and I know I could have had a. You blame me before for not having a match. Well, now it's Noah's fault for not having a match on these two. Well, we don't know. Has he gone yet? I don't know. He's got that blank look on his face. <laughs> I think he's having another stroke. <laughs> Too much alcohol. <laughs> Well, he's no, up. No, you so go let's find now. Out. You, it's up to you. <laughs> Nineteen and eighteen. 
Okay, my 19th is Smallbone. Um, I will say, yeah, there's not much, uh, but I kind of like the idea of bringing in Money Penny as an older person having a, a secretary. I think that's kind of a funny gag. Uh, poor Lois, who has to be the kind of the butt of the joke there. Uh, but I, oh, I agree with Colin. I always wish they just went a bit more with this. And I, I, I kind of wish they did the QR thing here and the QR, home like a QR code was the, ben, that was, no, that was one of the worst jokes we've had on the show. <laughs> Are you serious? I can list about another five let's, that are worse than that. Let's rank the worst Ben jokes. <laughs> God, that'll be a long code. episode. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> A, co- a common sentence that Tinder girls ask me. Um, not only is no like that was a bad joke. There's just a long pause. Like, what was that? Like, think, man, think. I don't mind being interrupted if like I'm gonna laugh and I can listen. To it. Oh, that was funny. I got interrupted with QR code. <laughs> Well, if you're gonna be like that, I'm gonna to listen to my Barry Manilow collection. <laughs> we know. What, I think we know what song we're closing out this episode oh, with yeah. today. <laughs> Pick your favorite Barry Manilow song. Yeah, we'll have to think about. We'll, we'll put a poll up on the website. Um, you can, you can, you can put a poll up on Tinder and see what everyone's favorite. <laughs> well, I think the episode title is officially now called "This episode is appearing on Tinder" or something like that. <laughs> Tinder's favorite podcast. Okay, Ben, I'm putting out a dare for you because I know you would probably do it. Um, you need to change your Tinder bio to come over to my house and listen to my Barry Manilow like. <laughs> do you want me to do it right now? Okay. Okay, see what happens. Report back right. to us next episode. I'm doing it right now. Keep talking on your QR codes. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I wish they did the QR thing uh, where don't call her Smallbone, give her a proper name and – you know, next film introduced the new Money Penny and Granny Penny is gone. Because um, I, I think I've said in the past that I kind of wish they never recast Money Penny. I wish they had a different secretary every time with a different name. Uh, so this could have been, she's, I mean, she's more charismatic than Carolyn Bliss. Carolyn Bliss is higher than her on my list, but let's be honest. Um, so, so yeah. Um, Penelope Smallbone. Um, and then my number 18 is very topical. Uh, why don't you come over and listen to my Barry Manilow collection? Uh, <laughs> it's the Carolyn Bliss uh, money pen. I agree with Ben. She, she's a very attractive woman. Uh, Naomi Harris, I would put above her, but personal opinion, I guess. Okay, Ben's Ben. <laughs> We can't, can't read, read it. Can read it. Sorry, but... but I believe you. Uh, <laughs> so Ben's uh, changed his Tinder profile to come over and listen to my Barry Manilow collection. No, no. Um, Who wants to come over to my house and listen to my Barry Manilow collection? <laughs> there we go. And it says Ben, uh, aged 26. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's 16 to get to my nice. age range. Uh, For all those yeah. girls who like older men? <laughs> 
keep playing our show. Um, I I'm going to share you with screenshots if I ever get a match anymore now. <laughs> um, then what people reply with. Because if I literally get somebody going, I fucking love Barry Manilow. Yes. I'm going to be like, oh, God. Uh, you might this could be the secret, Noah. Me. This could be. This could get me laid. Could get you a date. Ben has matched with Caroline. <laughs> uh, wow. I don't get what happened because Lois Maxwell is so iconic and this is going to sound like a dumb thing to say, but were they going for a very boring non-iconic? Did they want to, like, after having such an iconic character, did they want to have a nobody? Yeah, they did it with Robert Brown too. Yeah, I don't get what happened with this character. There was shoes to fill and they just... So many actors out there. Get Meryl Streep in. Like, oh. There's so many actors. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's nothing against her. It's, it is partly the script. It's not all her. Uh, let's not forget in License to Kill, she doesn't meet Bond. We've got money, but you may as well not have, what's the point of having the character in there? Uh, and it, it's like Dalton's sister or like Dalton's <laughs> co-worker. They're co-workers. Like this is how I, the way he talks to Carolyn Bliss is the way I talk to my coworkers. There's no chemistry there. Uh, there's no, oh, maybe there was something in the past that we didn't see or whatever. Uh, but in saying that, I'd say he probably has better chemistry with her than some of his Bond girls. Uh, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Um, but, you know, Carolyn Bliss is hot. Dalton is young and hot. There should have been a thing going on there, but there was nothing. Uh, so yeah, and that Barry Manilow thing is like Cubby Broccoli showing his age left, right, and center. That's embarrassing. Um, for a 1987 film to say that as the young hip character is just how did that ever pass? Um, if yeah. M said just, that or Q said that, I mean, imagine Naomi Harris in the next one saying, Well, why don't you come over and listen to my Hall and Oates collection? Well, then she'd be hotter. Yeah, well, we Actually, love Hall and Oates. No, no, uh, can I just quickly clarify, what number do you have Carolyn Bliss at? Uh, eight, 18. Oh, ding, 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 ding. We had our first ever match. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yay, well, history. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Double. We know that our thinking music's going to be Barry. Our closing music's going to be Barry Mandy in Copacabana. On the the things, let's let's play this to celebrate. Oh, yes. Um. Wow. Um. I actually, one thing can I just quickly add, just on that, I do agree with you, Noah. Where you say, and I was just thinking about that. That why isn't she the the next Money Penny, like Smallbone? Uh, like that would make sense. That would make perfect sense. That she replaces Lois Maxwell in the next movie and there she is. Yeah. So or or get Carolyn Bliss in this role right now. I don't know. Like have it that way. Like that would make a lot no, more sense. And- because Roger Moore would go over and listen to the her yeah. <laughs> Oh Barry Manilow. <laughs> Copa Copa Cabana. Oh Barry Manilow. I love Barry Manilow. It's almost as good as Barry Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Barry's in this episode. I know. Barry on Tinder. Is that the episode title? <laughs> When you have your fourth son, Barry Hilding. <laughs> Nelson Manilow, what's the middle name going to be? 
My 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 granddad was called Barry. He was called Barry. Was that his name, or did they just call him that? That was his name. <laughs> What's your name, Greg? What do they call you, Barry? It's very Australian, <laughs> Barry Baza. <laughs> Oh, All right. Uh, next round, number 17. Uh, I am putting up, I, I think, a character we've all agreed we would love to have been a bigger part of the franchise, but sadly was not a bigger part of the franchise. Dr. Molly Warmflash. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, looking at my list, like I feel like even in the one appearance she had, she has a better presence than probably my next four or five people on here, but it's just, it's, it's almost just so disappointing that they didn't do more with this character. Uh, you could have made this an ongoing thing. Like, I, I don't know why you, you didn't bring her in. I think we even mentioned this and die another day. Why isn't she, you know, on the boat when uh, bonds escape? Why isn't she the, the doctor there? Uh, it's, Hugh basically was a creation of the movies for the most part. You know, they kind of took the idea of a character in a book and made him a, something else in the movies. You could still do Molly Warm Flash. I mean, oh. I don't even care that the name is dated. Let's all do Molly, Molly Warm Flash. Um, oh, gee. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really wish this character was bigger, which is the only reason it's not higher. Um, not and then my number 16. <laughs> well, we all like a big warm flash, don't we? <laughs> Love the, the, the big wide wide warm fleshes um and but she's not my, fat but she's not sorry colin sorry <laughs> my number 16 uh will be the james villiers tanner uh the only thing i want to say in defense as to why this was not lower on my list is that i really love the actor and uh i think there's been several people we've ranked throughout all these rankings where i've been like yeah the character is just nothing but the actor really brings something uh I wish that they had just made it. There's going to be two characters in here. I'm like, why didn't they just make them the next M? Uh, and he's one of them. I think that this guy who, um, uh, whoever played the, uh, the, the, whoever played, whoever played the, 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 the James Villiers tatters. Yes, we know his name. Saying, why don't you come over and watch my <laughs> film collection of the guy that plays Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like of, of all the Tanners, he's the one that feels the most M-like. And maybe that's because he sort of fills that role. But uh, I wouldn't have had a problem with him just saying, Tanner, you're the new M if it was James Villiers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate him. Uh, you know, I don't really have a comment on the actor. Uh, there's plenty of actors in the world that I like. Um, uh <laughs> You know, you say he's the most M-like. I say that probably puts him further down. We don't yeah, want to that. talk about more M-like, right? I um, agree with that. But I also agree with you that maybe he probably could have eventually grown into a role that was better than uh, Robert Brown. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he is better than the Wizard of Oz Tanner, but I don't know what you're saying about this actor. Um yeah, I don't, I don't see what you're seeing, but he fits the exposition. Uh, and then Warm Flash, a uh, little higher for me. Not quite there. I feel like Ben will have her higher than I have her. But um, <laughs> uh, but I, I completely agree. I'll talk more about her when I get to her, but I completely agree with you. Why wasn't she a recurring character? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Robinson guy. Um, no problem with him coming back, but why can't we have, honestly, uh, 
less Samantha Bond and why can't there be an MI6 doctor that's a recurring character? As you said, Q was an original character. Why can't we add a fifth in there as the other recurring character? We had Patricia from Thunderball as kind of the nurse. Why don't we just have uh, a little Molly scene each film? I'd be fine with that. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm glad Noah pointed that out about the whole... Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't want Tanner to be M. No way. But um, sure. Um, well, can, and- it doesn't even have to be Tanner. I'm not even saying Tanner becoming M, but you know how we, we've had uh, with Charles Charles Gray go from Henderson to Blofeld. Like, mm. It doesn't matter. Just recast him as the next M. Um, but... I'm actually surprised of what Noah just said, saying that I'm going to have Warmflash higher and then we'll have her even higher because, sorry to burst your bubble, my number 17 is Molly Warmflash. <laughs> this is, I think, the lowest oh, I've ever ranked a Brosnan character. I, I don't think I don't even think Christmas Jones was this low for me. We came um, into this episode so sure that your number one would be Molly Warmflash and your number two would be Selfie <laughs> Smallbone. <laughs> you number don't know me at all. I told you I've changed. Um... <laughs> I listened to you and put things on Tinder. I listen to Barry Manilow. Um, Like, I I think for me it ultimately comes down to a process of elimination because I just like 16 other people better. I don't dislike Molly Warmflesh. I think she's a fun character and I wish she was called Molly Warmflesh. I think that would have been better. But um, I agree. I think she would be a fun little recurring character to have. She should have been in Die Another Day. She should have been in all the Brosnans. Bring it, keep bringing her back for the Craig films. She does films. Another Day, let's be honest. Yeah, she does. Um, and I just kind of like, like, I love the the moment. that I just love the fact that basically Bond, to get back on the job, has to fuck the Doctor for her to then sign off on it. And then I, like, love and, like, oh, God, I'm getting ahead of my Samantha Bond defences already. But I, just, I love that moment when, you know, she's got the doctor report there. It's like, particularly comment on your stamina. And, like, I love the little sort of, ooh, tension between Money Penny and Warm Flash in The World Is Not Enough. Like, it's kind of like, ooh. Um, and she's, let's let's just be the pervy podcast. She's hot. Um yes. I think she's hot. So, but having said that, there's 16 other people on my list that are better in my eyes. So I have her at 17. That when you go to the GP, this doesn't happen with you. My doctor's attractive. (laughs) He's a nice man. (laughs) What's his name? No, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I would. (laughs) Very warm, very warm flash. I'll I'll advertise him on Tinder. (laughs) We don't. We don't want to dox Ben's doctor. <laughs> all, the, all the Ben haters will be like sending him spam. Yeah, stop seeing that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Can I know your doctor's age? I'll see that racist can't get a date. <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to get um, Colin's doctor because he's fat. He needs to lose weight. So he needs to stay with his doctor. <laughs> Colin's too scared to go to the doctor now. Uh, and he's old too. So like, you know, he's got, he's got some yeah. health issues. My back doesn't even speak English, so... Uh. <laughs> How does that work? Oh, my back, and he starts, like, measuring your knee or something. You like could that. have six months to live and you wouldn't know it. He, he's just Every like, single time you so go in there. You have like, six you months have to live. Yeah, cancer. okay. Oh. And you're like, okay, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll drink my water. All right. <laughs> you guys should, but I'll tell you a story off it. <laughs> Where are we uh, at? Ben. I think you're still going to give one more, don't you? No, because I was re- I was talking about um, I was rebutting to Colin, so now you've got to Next give your now Noah goes. <laughs> you've got to give your eighteen and seven no seventeen and sixteen. 
This is why we shouldn't break format. We should go one by one and Ben should have Molly Wallflash at number one. But then the universe is in sync. <laughs> what happened in this show? Um, okay, so my number 17, right? Yeah, 17 and 16. The, the age I was when Ben messaged me on Facebook. Glad it wasn't Tinder. People are listening thinking that was a joke. No, I was. <laughs> was that 10 years ago? Was that nine years ago? It's the anniversary. Wow. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> now I'll buy you a, a Shrek mask. Ice cream. I'll buy you an ice cream. <laughs> and a Barry Manilow CD. <laughs> Mine and Ben's 10-year friendversary. We're going to listen to Barry Manilow while we have put on Shrek masks and eat ice cream, and then we're going to bang. Oh, there's a bromance. There's a bro date. We've had we've had many a bro dates, Noah. We've gone and seen Mary Goodnight perform. We've had Bilderberger. We've seen Bond. We've seen Star Wars. When are we going to sit down and watch Shrek? We've never banged. <laughs> yes. Uh, not yet. Colin, Colin is sitting there. Just waiting for the right time. I always like to say I've slept in Colin's bed, so take that how you will. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know if it's the same for Ben, but through this whole anecdote of our bro dates, Colin was frozen, so it just like he was like, trying to put on a smile while there were like tears rolling down his face, so he was just making a smile face. I'm not upset. He's still um, frozen. He looks like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Why do people want to be on your bro date? Uh, is he frozen or is he just trolling now? <laughs> you hear, me? hear him laughing. He's like, <laughs> now he's moving. <laughs> Too much butter on his computer. Um, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, number 17. The age I was when Ben courted me. Uh, <laughs> It is uh, the 2011s, the 2012s, the innocent days when you could message 17-year-old boys on Facebook and say, hey, you're a fan of me, aren't you? Uh, now you can just do it on Twitter. OnlyFans. Uh. OnlyFans is gone. What is the world coming to? I know. Uh, my number 17, Villiers. Uh, not James, Villiers, Villiers, Villiers. Uh yeah, not the greatest character. I just want to say, like, you guys need to go back and rewatch it, though, because there is chemistry between him and Billy uh, Dentures M. Like, I know M and Tana have kind of a weird chemistry, but she, like, you know, there's a power dynamic going on between these two characters. Um, but I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised at how much Villiers actually was there versus Tanner. Um, and I'm just going to say, this guy's the most 2000s man ever. He just belongs in the two. He, he's got like, doesn't he have like frosted tips and he's just like. <laughs> this is the Nickelback. Yeah, there's a reason they didn't bring him back after 2006 because he's just two 2000s for Skyfall. You know what I love is his his uh, his wiki page too. The 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 pick they have is like the most unflattering pick ever. He's like, yeah, Holland frozen on the screen. <laughs> well, hang on. Yeah. Did you also point out that on his wiki page, at some point, Villiers was replaced by Vanessa? Vanessa? 
Yeah. Who's <laughs> Vanessa? Let's rank Vanessa. Are we Vanessa? <laughs> we ranking Vanessa? <laughs> Who's Vanessa? <laughs> oh, start again. See Vanessa. Oh, there she is. She's got her own wiki page and everything. Occupation. Assistant. Vanessa was M's assistant. She only appears in the pre-title sequence. She worked with Bill Tanner and another employee to supervise Eve Moneypenny. And Bond, like, what? Hang on. What movie are we talking about here? She has a file to say Skyfall, I think. Wait, she's in Skyfall? How did that would take two movies to replace Villiers? Well, what happened to Villiers in Quantum of Solace? Like, did he get fired in between that one day that there's a break between the film? Sexual her harassment. Fate, her fate is unknown, though it is believed she was killed in the bombing of MI6. Oh, <laughs> rip Vanessa. Vanessa. Oh. Uh, but I like the guy. I'm saying it. I like the guy. Um, he's more prominent than you remember, um, which is probably saying something that you have to remember, but... Uh, yeah, the most two thousands man, and there's just there's a dynamic with him and M going on that I don't know what's going on there. Uh, so that's my number seventeen. Uh, the age that I was when Ben forced me. <laughs> my favorite age for a grandma. A grandma? Leave it. Move on. <laughs> Is that like QR code or something? <laughs> Oh, reckon it number four worst men joke. <laughs> I, I talked about a weird dynamic with Am and Villiers, but there's something going on with me and you because you're not making these weird jokes when Colin's speaking. <laughs> because Colin and I have a mutual respect. Once you've slept in a man's bed, you respect him. I've slept in your bed. Well, we've slept in the same room. I don't think you've slept in my bed. <laughs> what You're are you doing bed. when I leave the room? <laughs> Your spare bed? It's on my bed. How oh, is this a conversation? <laughs> that was actually Louise's old bed, I think, from her bedroom. We fucked oh, in that well, bed. I Louise's bed. <laughs> yeah. You enjoy the stains? Oh. <laughs> We we shared a weird motel with Gideon's Bible. <laughs> and the, the, uh, my favourite memory of sharing a room with you is when we went to Queenstown and you walk in and see a cup in a bag and you're like, oh, a gift bag. <laughs> it's a cup in a bag. You're like, it's time for a gift bag. And you spilled tea on the Bible. <laughs> Ben. Okay, are you talking about like when they when they'll give you like the one drinking cup that's plastic wrapped? Yeah, and like no, I've got it on. Watch the brink unleashed eight. It's hilarious. No was like, oh, gift bag, but you spilled tea. I don't even remember what it was. You were reading a Bible and you spilled tea on it. Ben, we are from Tasmania. We have low expectations. We see a cup in a bag. <laughs> we're taking that. Hey, God. Hey, God. Back that comment up. We were in Queenstown in Tasmania. <laughs> the first that time they've had tourists in eight years. That was also the same location that I had the key at. Not to our room, to the entire hotel. Yeah. And you locked me out. They gave me the to the hotel, which shows that we were the only ones staying there, and I locked Ben out. And then that wasn't that the place where we first discovered Mary on TripAdvisor? Yeah. The Hollandaise sauce wasn't up to scratch. So oh, Mary. Ben courted me at 17. Um, 
and took you to motels. And one thing hasn't changed. No, still hasn't got a date. <laughs> sure he did. It was you. Yeah, but I refused no, I him. I met him. <laughs> and the cop. What about uh, Golden Eye Pinball? Oh, Mini Driver. Hey, do you guys know about- Mini Driver has a podcast? What? Why are we doing Mini this Driver crap? Why are we listening to that? I know. <laughs> I want to is, it, is it called Stand By Your Man, the Mini Driver it's, Podcast? I'm, I'm going to find the name of it here because I actually, I I, I favorited it. Uh, but Coming to so you live to from Zukoski's apartment, <laughs> it's Mini Driver as a podcast. It's called Mini fun. Questions with Mini Driver. <laughs> oh, that's clever. I like and it. And you just had Stephen Fry on for a two-part interview. Oh, wow. When is she going to have us? Yeah. I know. We made Now's Mini Driver. <laughs> she said oi to us on Twitter. Does she have a Patreon? Does she, she have, have OnlyFans? Only <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. Well, she um, could have a normal one. It's all about porn. What, what's that? Just fans? Yeah. <laughs> only. Stand by your fans. Only fans. Um, <laughs> my number 60. Luckily, Ben didn't message me at 16. Uh, wild year for me. Well, I tried, but the restriction prevented me from it. Yeah. Luckily, uh, old Zuckerberg put some restrictions in after Ben had been messaging 17-year-olds. So um, stay safe out there, kid. Um, my number 16, are you ready to get a little controversial? This has been a pretty boring episode so far. Let's be honest, one of our worst episodes. So let's get a little controversial, shall we? Are you ready? Sure. Um, I said that there were only two characters in this list that annoyed me. One was Falco, which, you know, no one's surprised about that because he is freaking annoying. Uh, And then the other one. (sighs) I, you know, I'm going to be the Ben. I'm going to be the villain of the episode. Um, Samantha Bond. (laughs) Not a Bond. Not a fan. Oh, I thought I honestly thought you were going for someone else there. I but this doesn't surprise me. I'm not telling you who. Keep my opinions to myself. (laughs) We don't talk on this podcast. Um, she's so annoying. She is so annoying. Uh, and they they killed the money penny character. She's not even money penny. I mean. Carolyn Bliss isn't either. Um, honestly, I'm a Naomi Harris fan. I don't think they ever got Money Penny right after after Diamonds Are Forever. Really, um, she's just annoying. I don't get any chemistry. I know you guys are probably going to disagree with me on this, but blah, 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 you're old, whatever. Uh, I don't get any chemistry between Brosnan and Samantha oh, Bond. And, oh. and, no, and let me say this. I think Brosnan oh. has been with almost every single person. Uh, I watched that live stream thing with his son and they had a lot of chemistry. Uh, <laughs> Brosnan has chemistry. Brosnan has better chemistry. And I don't know why we didn't rank her actually with the driving instructor from Goldeneye. She's on that other list, isn't she? Well, she probably should have been in this one, let's be honest, but too late. Uh, start again. Then he does with any scene with Samantha Bond, and she masturbates to a VR 
Are we still on this? Oh. Yeah, we're on this. No yes. character that masturbates to VR should be in the top ten. Um, well, I'm not going to be in the top ten then. Oh. Well, you you never were, uh, and there's only three of us. <laughs> um, oh, you're supposed to laugh. Now it's just me. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, that's your QR joke of the episode. <laughs> you don't laugh. It's just me being an asshole. Um, yeah, I don't really. Uh, I or. Originally on my original list, she was, I think, 19th. I'm not a fan. I find her annoying in every scene that she she's in. She's pointless. Just put Robinson in there. Um, have Robinson for all of her scenes. Uh, and then, you know, I'm not commenting on hair length or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm commenting on VR, like... Lois Maxwell, it's cute when she sort of has a flirty thing with Bond, but they've turned Samantha Bond by the time Die Another Day comes around, lusting and being like a fanatic for Bond. And that's not what Money Penny was. It was more of a sort of chummy sort of back and forth thing. And they turned her into a, a Bond fan. And we all know Bond fans are weird. Uh, look at us, please. <laughs> I'm interested to see where both, I think both of you will have her quite a bit higher or at least a little bit higher, but I am honestly almost put a lower other than the fact that the other characters were just so nothing. That's the only reason she got this high. Um, I will say one thing. I'm not surprised. I was expecting, I, I came into this expecting you to have her lower than this, to be completely honest. I'm surprised. The one thing I'm surprised is that she's not your lowest money penny. I honestly believe that Colin will have her up soon. I'm just going to say that. I, I had That was my expectation with this episode. Um, and, like, I just kind of blanked everything you said out there because it was all bullshit. But the biggest thing that you said that was just complete, utter, 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 utter bullshit, probably the worst thing you have ever said on this show, is that she has no chemistry with Brosnan? Are you drunk again? Are you stupid? Like, what is wrong with you? That is I am drunk, bullshit. I am stupid, and I stand by my statement. Wow. Andrew, man. Yes, listen to Mini Driver's podcast. Um, no, I'm not talking I'm about gonna, her for a very, very long time. I, I'll be talking about her eventually. Um, I, I'm I'm going to agree with both of you. I'm going to agree with Ben that she does have chemistry with Brosnan. What I'm going to say, though, is that that chemistry doesn't save bad writing. And they just wrote her character so all over the place. The money penny from GoldenEye, they almost went too far in the other direction with it. And I get what they were doing with it. And I like what they were doing with it. The idea is like, oh, I'm not just going to sit here pining for you, James. But they went so hard in that direction where she was like, almost, almost like she disliked Bond. And then all of a sudden in Tomorrow Never Dies, I felt like that was the one time they actually really nailed um, money penny and Bond's dynamic. But when you get to die another day, that money penny from Goldeneye, you went so far in the other direction where it's not Lois Maxwell. You know, it, it's it's like if Lois Maxwell were like deeply in love with Bond and obsessed with him and like a crazed stalker. So if you had even just done a Lois Maxwell with Samantha Bond, just had her play that character for three movies and then did the VR scene. VR scene's still bad, but it's more acceptable than to go from one extreme to the other across four movies with no explanation. I also want to say, say what you will about chemistry, blah, 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 Bond, Brosnan, Moneypenny. Uh, Bernard Lee 
Lois Maxwell have chemistry, not romantic chemistry. They have chemistry as characters. Judy Dench, Samantha Bond, like Judy Dench can't wait for Samantha Bond to get home. Like there's, there's nothing there. I wish they had chemistry. Uh, all right, so we're up to number 15 and 14 now. And uh, going along with what Ben said earlier, but uh, I, I, I don't know why the assumption that I would rank this person uh, higher than this. Uh, I think I kind of understand why, because I've always said that there was a lot of potential with this actor playing this character, but they haven't nailed it yet. I, I'm not going to knock this portrayal or the way I think that you guys will, but maybe I will end up having the lowest, but my number 15 is going to be Ben Wishaw's Q. Uh, I have no issues with him. Wow. It is a different character, but they haven't gotten there. And it, what I'll say is this is like, um, Ben, we've talked about when we did the, on the Oz network, the, the DCEU, you know, Henry Cavill in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman was setting up what we would get to when we get to Justice League. Now you've got Superman and it was sort of intentional. We're going to get there. And I see Q the same way. It's just because we're not there yet. And I feel like this could completely change because I think Ben Wishaw's a fantastic actor, you know, in this and in other things. Um, but they're just taking their sweet time to get to the character. And I feel like they're slowly getting there, but right now to me, it feels like a half realized character where I can't rank them higher than this. And then by number 14, maybe I'll also be the first person to put this up, but I, I know that Noah is also not a fan of uh, Robert Brown M. He's just, there's no, everything that Bernard Lee does with Bond, where he is the boss, he's stern, but you get that there's respect there. Robert Brown is just, I'm the barking boss. And you don't feel like there's any, maybe it's, I, I can't just say it's no chemistry because you know, a couple actors play off of, but it feels like with their characters, even not just the actors, the characters have no chemistry. The characters have no history. He's just your cookie cutter boss. And I honestly would have had him even lower than this if we're going by uh, the logic of Falco, where he's just, he comes across as an unlikable character. Uh, but I will say Robert Brown, along with Ben Wishaw, he's an okay actor. It's just that it's the wrong way of writing the character. I'm completely shocked because if I had to put bets, I would have said Colin puts Ben Wishaw highest, Ben yep. puts him second highest, Noah puts him lowest. And that's I just to interrupt. I thought when you were going with that Samantha Bomb one, I thought you were putting Q up there. I thought you were putting Ben Wishaw there. Yeah, I am flabbergasted that Colin. I would have said he may have made your fifth, sixth, seventh. Agree. Um, and the fact that I'm going to have him higher than you is mind-blowing because i'm not a fan of him uh, that, that's a weird yeah, thing that, is that i actually do like him more than both of you i just don't i don't appreciate the character yet it's not there colin you don't have much time so <laughs> <laughs> yes everyone colin's dying <laughs> my doctor told me in english <laughs> and i'm dying too i just don't know it uh, <laughs> yeah that really surprises me um wow 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 um hello Bora. my number four is <laughs> wow wow we are uh <laughs> where are we ranking Bora? um below shrek <laughs> For sure. Uh, my number 14, ding, 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 we have a match. Um, not a fan of Robert Brown. Not a fan. Never have been, never will be. Um, 
it just I don't know how they got it so wrong with Carolyn Bliss and Robert Brown. And I get him he they didn't have that frame of let's try something new at that point. It was more kind of let's keep what we've been going. So he's trying to be Bernard Lee, but you can't try and be Bernard Lee. And that's why Judy Dench is so good because she wasn't trying to be Bernard Lee. She reinvented the character while still keeping the core of the character, which uh, I'll get to Ben Wishaw, but Robert Brown is not reinventing anything. He's just the B, he's the poor man's uh, Bernard Lee, just like Ben is the poor man's Colin. It's it's not reinventing anything. <laughs> He's not doing anything there. Does that um, make you poor man's cable? Rossi. Rocky. Yeah, I, I mean, Rossi's been on more episodes of this than I have, let's be honest. Um, One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who are we talking about? Oh, Robert Brown. Oh, who does that make me? Rossi. Yeah, Rossi. <laughs> or Rocky. Or the guy that wrote the books. He's been on more episodes than because I have. Yeah, yeah, he he has. <laughs> He's written more yeah, books I, than you I'm have. <laughs> uh, I will say he has better chemistry with Dalton than he does with Moore, because, like, let's be honest, Moore could be his dad. Um, <laughs> like, they're like old chums. But then I, I wish, you know... With Connery and with uh, Moore, they had the kind of chummy, he's the boss, but they've kind of got a chummy. I wish they dug into that Dalton's the younger Bond, he's the older guy. They should have went more into that. I'm, I'm sorry, no Bond, no M that gets kicked by Bond in a country club can be in the top ten. Like when it, That scene in Licence to Kill is probably the worst M scene that's ever been. Uh, so... Frederick Gray should have been recast as M. And the thing is, Robert Brown is being recast. And I would argue Robert Brown in his original is better as Admiral Hargraves than he is uh, when he comes back. Yeah. So it's like nothing good really to say about Robert Brown. Uh, the 80s, they got it so wrong with the recasting of the originals after everything that went down with death. So, um, yeah, ding, 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 match. Completely agree. Um, just want to quickly point out that uh, I actually haven't given my number 16, I've realised. So when I do my 16, because I'm about to have a match, so I'll have to do it weirdly, and, and obviously Noah hasn't done his 15. This is all over the shop. Um, uh, I don't even know who has been talked about. Uh, Q, Ben Wishaw, yeah. Um, I thought I was going to get into trouble for having where I'm having, but Colin's put him up already, so cool. I'm not. I'm going to get away with it. Um, ding, ding, ding. Two in an episode. We've got a triple match. Um, I've got Robert Brown's M at 14 as well. Um, everything both of you said was pretty much on point. I, I disagree about the license to kill scene. I love it. It's memorable. We all remember it. We remember it. This is in a country club 007. I love that line. We remember a blinking fish too. And there's nothing wrong with the blinking fish. License to Kill is amazing. License to Kill is amazing. Um, I don't dislike him as much as you two clearly do. It also just really comes down to a fact of process of elimination. Like, I can't have anyone above him lower than him. Um, he's just, he's the Panama of characters on this list. He's just middle of the road. He's there. I don't ever have a problem with Robert Brown as M. I just 
you know, uh, I can't rank him any higher than this. But I would, it would, I, I like that whole notion that we had him as general whatever his face kind of turning into M. And maybe if they had actually had explained that, that would have been cool. But um, yeah, uh, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. So anyway, no, you've got to give your fifteen, and then I've got to give my sixteen and fifteen. So this all makes sense. This is sense. going well. <laughs> yeah, we tried to save time, and we've miserably failed. <laughs> um, okay, my number fifteen. How the hell is she still on the list? It's Molly Warmblood. Um I just, you know, we've got twenty-three characters here. There aren't many characters here that are fun. There's maybe three or four that are fun in this list. Maybe five, six. And she's just a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, her chemistry with Brosnan is absolutely miles ahead of Samantha Bond and Brosnan chemistry. I, I agree. Yeah, thank you. Same person. God, I'm with idiots. <laughs> they've, they've got so much chemistry. Brosnan has chemistry with almost anyone, but here it's it's so great. And I'm... Look, I'm not a Die Another Day fan, but she fits there and she makes Die Another Day better. Um, give give her the Falco role. Yeah, I mean, obviously she doesn't really fit that well in the Craigs, but I would have been so fine with the MI6 Doctor being a recurring kind of character along with QM, Money Penny Tanner. Um it's funny. The name is silly, but it's not the silliest one we've had. Um, and she's she's just so silly. Uh, and I am really not a world is not enough fan, but I think she adds to that film a lot. She's much better than Denise Richards. She's much better than Samantha Bond in one scene. Or, well, she's in more than one scene, but uh, how am I putting her the highest? I hate world is not enough. You guys are like the biggest world is not enough fans I've ever met. Um, and I've got her at 15, but uh, yeah, she's fun. Uh, I like fun in my bond, and there's only a handful of characters here that are fun, so I've got to give her that credit and crack the top 15 for Molly Warfler, the doctor of MIT. I just, I'm not going to say anything. I just, I'm happy that Noah's got the world is on enough highest of all three of us, so we're, we're, he's learning, Colin. Good, good boy. All right, so I don't know bangers. if you had anything to add. Right, anyway. Um, I have an idea once I do this, if you want to save time, I think that once, because we're, we're nearly at the top 10, I think we all just go 13, 12, 11, give our 13, 12, That's what 11 I was thinking, all yeah. at once. There. Anyway, all right. Um, okay, well, Noah's all like, I'm going to be Mr. Controversial. He puts up Ben Wishaw at 15, and uh, that was Colin, sorry. We, uh, no, Noah's controversial about Samantha Bond. Colin and I didn't react. Noah puts up, uh, Colin puts up Ben Wishaw. None of us really react. Now we're going to get a reaction because this is the one that I was most scared of and I'm going to stand by it and I don't care. Number 16, Frederick Gray. Now, both of your arguments about Falco was that he was obnoxious and annoying. This is Frederick Gray to me. He is obnoxious, annoying, he's always complaining. And what is the point of him being in this? He's just M Jr. Like, you don't need two M's. You don't have two Q's. You don't have two money pennies. Well, you kind of have two Q's in one, but then there's a reason behind that. But two like canners. Yeah, sort of, but like but that works because it's 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 racially diverse. So um, but I just don't get the point of him. And like one thing I'll say. 
I wish he had to become M instead of Gordon Brown, uh, Robert Brown. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would have been a good idea to kind of transition him across, kind of have the Ray Fine sort of style thing and do that. That is where I would rank him a lot higher. But I just, I just, he's obnoxious and annoying to me in the same way you guys are saying that about Falco. So, sorry, Freddie, I've got you at 16. And at 15, Damien Falco. Now, I want to point out what you were saying, Colin, about... American arrogance and he's obnoxious and he's annoying. That's what makes him fantastic because he's just this cocky, overbearing American who walks in and he's all like, I'm American, we rule the world. And he basically, you talk about, oh, you can't really have this just after 9-11. Completely disagree. I think that's why he's here because he's basically like, "Um, we're America, we've got a pretty world tragedy right now, you've got to do what we say. And they kind of all bow down to him and everything, but then they get this great moment where the British basically go, fuck you, America at the end and like M sort of gives him that look and he just lights up a smoke he's like oh fuck like I've got to go and explain this to Bush tomorrow like Michael Madsen is brilliant he's perfect and for both of you to be like oh he's so shit and crap he's in Die Another Day he fits the movie perfectly he wouldn't fit in any other movie except for Die Another Day he's fantastic I wanted to rank him higher but I thought oh I'm going to get into trouble but no 15 for Damien Falco Falco's great that's a big argument for somebody in your bottom house well, again, it comes of a process of elimination. If I had to put him above Naomi Harris's money, Penny, you're going to shoot me down. I get shot down for 15. Um, I want him higher, but at the same time, I look at the other people and listen, oh, I can't really do that. So anyway, 15 for Damien Falco. Justice for Falco, hashtag. And I'm going to play this. All right, thank you. And you're 14? I uh, was Robert Brown's in. Oh, that's right. Okay. So yeah, we're going to do this 13, 12, and 11. Okay. Uh, so my number 13, um, I already said the majority of what I was going to say on, uh, Samantha Bond, Money Penny. Um, I, I just feel like they got it right once and then they completely backtracked again. Like in World is Not Enough, she has no reason to be in that movie. Uh, in Die Another Day, she's not in that movie except for the worst scene imaginable. Uh, <laughs> Goldeneye, I said it was, you know, uh, it was a good idea that was taken a little too far. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies got it right. So why couldn't they do that again? I just don't understand why they had something that worked and then they just dropped the ball. I don't I don't have an issue with Samantha Bond. I think she's an okay actress. I think she played it the way it was written and it was written wrong. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm not quite as big of a hater as Noah, but I don't really not not my money penny. Uh, not in my top two, at least. And uh, my number 12 uh, is a character that I actually love. I'm really into the ones that I actually love here. Uh, my top 12 feels like these could have all been top 10s. Uh, but I've got uh, also not Tanner or, or ethnically diverse Tanner Robinson. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, I feel like you could have put Robinson in future films. You know, they seem to say, okay, let's, they bring M back you know, for the Daniel Craigs. I wouldn't have been opposed to them just bringing Robinson back if you don't want to just do a Tanner right away. Uh, but uh, the, the Colin Salmon, the actor, I mean, to me, he's almost the only reason that holds him back is that he feels like he feels like a double O to me at sometimes and not a Tanner. Uh, and Rory Kinnear definitely nails that more. But uh, if, if Robinson, I guess, you know, he's there, maybe that's the reason they didn't call him Tanner. Uh, but I absolutely love him. Could have made my top 10. Maybe I'll, I'll even revise this <laughs> six months down the road. 
uh, but he's great. And my number 11, um, you know, he's not a top 10 to me, but uh, he is definitely way better than where Ben had him ranked. Sir Frederick Gray, uh, this should have been M. He had longevity in the series. He was there forever. He was established with audiences. He looks like an M. He sounds like an M. He could have been M. He should have been M. Um, he's a I'll just say, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think that uh, he's annoying in any way. I don't get what Ben's saying about that. And um, the other thing is that he serves a different purpose. Uh, you're, you're questioning, why does he need to be there? This was during the era where they wanted to start bridging the gap more and realizing there are higher ups above MI6 that com you know, command us. You know, we answer to the government. And therefore, I think especially in this era, you needed a Frederick Gray. So um, he's just outside my top 10. Really, Robinson and him could have been in here as well. But uh, that's my 13, 12, 11. Money, Penny, Robinson, Gray. Again, uh, with the Robinson, I completely... Colin, you are a man of mystery. I completely... He's <laughs> got some powers. <laughs> I pegged Colin completely wrong because you I pegged would Colin. Said, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Um, I would have said that Robinson and Ben Wishaw's Q, you would have had higher than both of us, or maybe Robinson around even with Ben. I'm shocked. You guys love Robinson based on my memory from six years ago. I still do. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. But how am I having World is Not Enough characters higher than <laughs> you guys? What's happening? Well, I haven't put Robinson up yet. <laughs> <laughs> that film went down for me on my rewatch. It's now like my third bottom one or something. Um, that just makes you more of an idiot. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. Well, you agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you, but the, 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 the bar is low here. So, um, yeah. Wow. Colin, Colin, Colin. Um, and then Samantha Bond. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow the dies, they got it right. Eh, kind of her in the car. That annoys me. Get out of the car. Um, <laughs> Put a wig on. <laughs> so to me, my penny is, Behind the desk, she's not there at inside every moment. She's not the personal secretary. The toll, the, what about the toll booth? The, uh, money Penny on the scene? She's no hot. She's Penny in a uniform. I like the toll booth. I'll give you that. But she's not trailing M there. Um, but, yeah, and the, I agree with Ben for once. The uniform. Like, mm. I'm on board with the uniform there. Um yeah, no, for Samantha Bond. And uh, the other one, uh, 11, was Freddy. Ding, ding, ding. We have a match. Ben, what do you mean he whines? What, what do you think you're doing? Like, he whines all the freaking time. Judy Dench? What is, when does Judy Dench ever say, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> She's not the Hulk. Every second line she is saying that. <laughs> Yes, all those famous Judy Dench quotes. He's like, "What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing?" Yes, still was about to stab her in the back. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> you're trying to make a joke, but that pretty much is most of Judy. I kind of, I kind of. I agree forget with that line. It's not actually oh. you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. It's what are you doing? 
I'm not saying that's iconic Judy Dench lines, but almost every second Judy Dench line is her saying, "What are you doing to Bond?" Bond, do come back alive is actually Bond. What are you doing? And that right, that moment when she's like Bond in World of the Nuff, she's what are you doing? <laughs> that was the debate. She's always getting on Bond's case. That is Judy Dench's M. That's her. Well, character. then rank Judy Dench lower than Frederick Gray if you hate her that much. <laughs> I don't hate Frederick Gray or I don't hate Hold M. on. I found here the top 10 Judy Dench quotes as M from Screen Rant. Uh, uh, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> number 10 is not far off. What are you expecting? A bloody apology. That's kind That's of the same line. thing. That's not complaining. That's her standing up for herself. Okay. <laughs> um, Bond, if you could avoid killing every possible lead, it would be deeply appreciated. Great line. Um, that one's not. Uh, yeah, none of them. Are, what are you doing? My point exactly. Unlike, unlike the American government, for to get our news from CNN. Unlike uh, men. You you woke me to share this his holiday plans. That's kind of like what that. are you doing? Yeah, that's kind of like that. I'll completely uh, say. <laughs> you're looking for an exact match, but it's it's the same thing. It's 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 nagging. It's it's being you know. Ah, you know, like but the, the, the the difference is, is Frederick sounds like a obnoxious, like it's kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Like, whereas Judy Dench has literally got reasons, like, why are you waking me at three in the morning? That's a legitimate thing. Remember, shadows stay in front or behind, never on top. I mean, that's a great they, line. I know they're all good lines, but they fit the same criteria. What Noah's Can saying? Can you find a screen rant top ten Frederick Gray quotes? No, I, I will look. I'm sure that we're going to finish this on time. Now I will look. <laughs> How have we brought up what you're doing so many times without mentioning the Hulk? Once? I said the Hulk before. You you don't listen to me, and you don't listen to M <laughs> because she's nice. I don't listen I'm not to nice saying people. That she's saying the direct quote, "What are you doing?" But the context of her quotes are almost every second line is her shitting on Bond like that and complaining. So then, rank her this low. I don't know how you've not been watching. No, because I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> then that why are you problem. complaining about Frederick Gray having good lines but complaining I'm all the time? I'm complaining about Ben Waterworth. Your arguments about Damien Falco are exactly the same arguments I'm making about Frederick Gray and yet apparently might hold less weight. No, because he's American and Americans are annoying. <laughs> Hello to all our American listeners again. We really love you listening. Thank you for tuning uh, in to 007. My number 11, Freddie Gray, a huge fan. Uh, one, I, I love him. I think he's awesome. I've always, I wouldn't say always, but in the last few years, I've really appreciated him and Roger Moore have such good chemistry. Like his scene in The Spy Who Loved Me when they're walking, you know, when and it's such a great set piece or a location as well. You know, when they're walking along the pier and they've got the submarine in the background, they've got all the Navy guys Singing walking along. Navy. It's great. And, and Bond calls him Freddy. And you can tell that they've, they've like Bond and M went to Tokyo together. You can tell that him and Freddy Gray have done stuff together in the past. Uh, they're friends. <laughs> or Peggy. at least they're social. <laughs> Um, they've done stuff. Um, They're fucked. <laughs> uh, so I think him and Roger Moore have great chemistry. I think I love kind of him and Bernard Lee because we always see Bernard Lee as the guy telling off Bond, but then we kind of have uh, Roger Gray as the guy 
kind of telling off Amp at some points, which is a really fun dynamic. E either make Frederick Gray M, which doesn't really make a lot of sense, or just recast with this actor. So much better than Rob Brown. Similar to Bernard Lee, but brings his own spin to it. it has chemistry with the actors uh, and has a little kind of funny moments too. So I wanted to put him higher, but the, the list from here on out is so strong that I couldn't. Uh, but I'm glad we've finally got a show with a match with me and Colin where we can have a bit of a be the show that defends Frederick Gray as a character. because And he's in a lot of the Bond films as well. We forget that. Um Look, big, big, big Frederick Gray fan. Um, I don't know what Ben's saying about he's a whinger and annoying and whatnot. I don't but... know what you guys are saying. The Falco's a whinger, but cool. <laughs> it's awkward silence. All right. It's your turn to react. No, it's not. To I've, 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 I... Uh, what am I reacting to? I've already put Freddie up. Uh, what was 13? Samantha Bond. I'm not talking about her for ages. And Robinson, I'm not talking about him for ages. So you give us your 13 and 12. I'm moving us along here quickly. I'm helping Colin out. Um. Okay, so I get my 11. So I need Thir to give my 13, 13 and 12. 12. God, this didn't save time, did it? Um. <laughs> Don't look at us. What? We're waiting for you we, to talk. <laughs> how did we used to do these in under three hours? <laughs> By episode 97, we'd figure it out. Um, I think we just get to 10 and we just go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and then don't actually give reactions because we're all going to talk about them in that short space of time and just list them and then just talk about it. That works. That makes sense. Production meetings on air. There we go. Ben Waterworth <laughs> smart. All right. 13, 12, 11, Noah. Wait, so we're giving our 10 to 5 without any. Just, just give us 13 to 12 and then we will get to that in a minute. <laughs> Not in the spirit of the rankings. I'm not doing that. Um, okay, my number 13. Colin brought him up. Ben Whishaw's Q. Um, how do I not have him last? Because I'm not a fan of him really at all. Um, I like Ben Whishaw as an actor. I think he's a great actor. I absolutely hate the dynamic they've gone with the Q, where Q is like this little twerp and bonded the bully to Q. I know they're trying something new, but to me, Q being the, the kind of bully to Bond is the dynamic. We want to see Bond being put in his place. We don't want to... It's, it's such a sort of jock, jock Daniel Craig versus the... What does that mean? Like the Chad Daniel Craig versus the Virgin Ben Wishaw. It's, it's not fun to watch Daniel Craig crapping on... Ben Wishaw, this big muscly super spy guy and this nerdy kind of... That's not a fun dynamic to watch. I don't know why they thought that was the way to go with the character. Uh, and then the other the kind of big defense for Ben Wishaw is that, well, it's a new age, as they say in Skyfall. Now it's all about computers and we need a young guy. But... To me, if you're the top dog at MI6, you're not 25. You're, you, you're the Desmond Llewellyn. You've been in the business. You, you don't just jump because now we do computers. Like All the M's are older. We don't see any M that's 25. So to me, the dynamic is the, the Q that's been in the business for a long time, not this young twerp. 
Um, so I, I think they got the age so wrong. I don't care about the, oh, it's the 21st century. We have young people now. That doesn't make sense to me for MI6. Uh, and the dynamic is completely off. Uh, so on both ends, I think they've ruined that. I'm not a fan of his portrayal as Q. I don't think the script works. I think Spectre did it a little bit better, but I, I like Naomi Harris. I like Ray Fiennes. I think Ben Whishaw is the, the thing they got completely wrong when they finally brought Q back. Um, so, yeah, the age thing doesn't work and the, the nerd jock thing doesn't work for me. Uh, and my number 11, it's a, a double ding-ding Q. Uh, John Cleese, which... You mean your number 12? Uh, my number 12, sorry. My number 11 is Freddy. Uh, number 12 is uh, John Cleese's Cube, which I knew I would probably be the first one to bring him up, but I think probably higher than most podcasts will ever have him. This is a Stupid hated character. Podcasts. Yeah, but I'm a bit... You're this a bit. This is a hate just... <laughs> I am a bitch. <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> this is a hated decision to bring John Cleese in, and I've never got it. I think he's a perfect replacement for Desmond Llewellyn. Getting like a absolute one of the most iconic, esteemed English comedic actors into the role, I think was the logical thing. Like now with Bray Fines and Judy Dench, you've got esteemed kind of older English actors. It worked to have him in. He's very cringy in The World Is Not Enough. I hate him in World Is Not Enough. But by dying of the day, he got it. He he gets the die, the cue scene by dying of the day. And people are going to hate me for saying this. I think they could have made him work for Casino Royale. I not agree. The World Is Not Enough RQ. But you know the guy in Casino Royale when Bond gets the thing put around his arm? When... Does the owl uh, scene? The what? Sorry, is that when he gets stabbed and he goes ow? Yeah, that scene. Yeah, Colin, you're muted by the way. Just you can't. Ow! Ow! <laughs> ow! <laughs> Come on, you know, Boomer. And M said, "We're bringing this person in." I thought it was going to be Q at that moment. I didn't know that John Cleese wasn't going to be in. Bring John Cleese in there for one scene. Tone down it a little bit, but I could think he could have great chemistry with Daniel Craig. And I think he could have been still Q to this day. I agree. Uh, so keep put him in Quantum, put him in Casino Royale, put him in Skyfall. He's got the comedy. He's got the charisma. He's got the stage presence. And he's got the feel of an older guy that's been working here for a long time. And I think he would have had a great dynamic with Daniel Craig, just as M surprised us with Daniel Craig. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, but we only got two films and one of the films is really cringy with him in it. So I couldn't put him too much higher, but I, I'm happy where the podcast that's defending John Cleese's cues because uh, I think he could have been that iconic 10 film cue. And it's a bit of a shame that he did only get to do two films because he got it by Die Another Day. Well, I will say for you to say the line, we are the podcast defending John Cleese's cue and you've got him at 12 is a bit redundant, but okay. Uh, won't be talking about him for a while. So cool. And um, I will say ding, ding, ding. I have a match. Ben was sure 13 was me. I thought I was going to have him in the lowest and I was going to get shot down. So I basically agree with everything that Noah said. Um, I mean, he grew on me a bit inspector. 
Uh, I kind of like some of the things. I like the fact that he cracks up laughing over his dumb cat joke. I kind of think that that was funny or whatever it was. Or not the cat joke. What was the, the joke? He starts cracking up laughing about like disappearing or something like that and he just starts laughing at himself. That was funny. Um, I like the, the fact he orders like a shitty drink. Um, so like they're getting there, they're getting there with him, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. The whole younger thing, it doesn't make sense to me. The, the sexy geek chic thing, like, eh, like, you know, and that's a good point you make sort of, it is like a jock kind of going over like a, a geeky guy. It doesn't, doesn't work. So, um, but he will get better. I'm sure he will probably be higher on all of our lists in three films time. If he, if he lasts that long. Uh, so here's my 13. Uh, number 12, I'm actually very surprised I've got this guy the lowest. Another Brosnan. I've got Michael Kitchen's Tanner. Um, I like, I love him. I think he's great. He's Tanner. Um, he kind of gets so much with your Brosnan picks. He gets relegated a bit in the world is not enough. Kind of got to share it with Robinson. But like him in Goldeneye, like I just, I just love the scene with him and he's kind of like bagging out M and M's just like right there. And like, I, I like what's his lines like, what the devil was that? Like when the, the, the screen goes blank and everything like that too, like he's great. But again, it just comes from a fact that there's just better people. And like, I, I wish I could rank him higher, but I just can't because everyone above him, I like better. So again, he's easily the second best Tanner. Um, but yeah, he's, he's great. And at number 11, all right, well, maybe my Freddie Gray wasn't as controversial as I thought, but I'm sure my number 11, I am getting prepared to get shot down and I don't give a shit. Naomi Harris's Money Penny at number 11. Um, oh, again, Cole, Noah, you literally uttered the line about, like, Money Penny should be behind the desk. She shouldn't be out there on the scene. Well, um, where is Naomi Harris's Money Penny ranked so lowly on your list? I mean, she literally starts off as agent whatever out there on the scene and she shoots bot. I mean, come on. We're talking about stupid plot points of all these characters. We're literally going to sit here and say Money Penny shoots James Bond, and you two are complaining that Money Penny masturbates over virtual reality over James Bond. I'm sorry. I'm not watching Doctor No's Lois Maxwell thinking one day that character is going to shoot James Bond. Dumb. No. Stupid. You're watching it now thinking once upon a time she did shoot James Bond. No, I, but I don't like this whole thing that she was an agent and becomes a secretary. We complained about this in the Craig films. It makes no sense. It should be the other way around. Have her behind makes a total desk. Sense. And if we've got progression in the cinema with female characters, have it that girl power, get behind the, from behind the desk and show that you Wait, can go be an agent, not the other way around. Behind, why is being behind the desk like a detraction? But why what? is her being a kick-ass agent then all of a sudden becoming it's never explained why like that's what it, i mean i would assume it's the same thing with police officers oh you know what? i need to get off the streets i'm gonna take a desk job like that is a step up in most cases but i just think this is stupid because like she's a badass who shoots fucking james bond and next minute she's behind a desk and it's just it's dumb no she's a bad stupid. shot that shoots james bond so she goes behind the desk which is more suitable for i her. have nothing it's naomi harris naomi harris is an amazing actor and she grew on me inspector i liked her inspector but to me she just it annoys me. I don't like this. I didn't like the whole like Eve Money Penny sort of thing like that that kind of goes there. And I'm going to say this right now. You bag out Brosnan's chemistry with Samantha Bond. There's no chemistry between Daniel Craig and Amy oh. Harris. There oh, is none. On. I'm sorry. I don't see scene? it. Oh, wow. Well, sexy. I'm going to get shaving like cut. Like, nah, don't see it. Uh, so I'll, she can't I'll, make I'll, the top I'll 10. I'll reserve. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, for the sake of speeding it up, I'll reserve my comments. Okay. So do we want to quickly recap everything to number 11? We'll just breeze through that and then we'll do our 10 to 5. Okay. 
So uh, my number 20, I have uh, Penelope likes the small bone. Uh, 19, <laughs> one of the many Villiers, uh, <laughs> Villiers, Villiers, let's call them. Number 18, uh, Barry Manilow Penny. Number 17, Molly's Warm Flash, Molly's Warm Flesh. Oh. Number 16, the other James Villiers, Tanner, Tanner Villiers. <laughs> Number 15, apparently I had him too low, Ben Wishaw Q. Number 14, um, Robert Brown sucks. As <laughs> Robert Brown. <laughs> Number 13, My Money Penny Doesn't Masturbate. Uh, Samantha Bond, Money Penny. Number 12, um, Black Tanner Robinson. And number 11, Sir Frederick Gray is not annoying. Uh, so my number 20 is the original Q scene, uh, Major Boothroyd. My number 19 is uh, Penel Penelope Miss Smallbone. Uh, my number 18 is Barry Manilow's biggest fan, Carolyn Bliss. My number 17 is the most 2006-looking man ever, Villiers. Uh, my number 16 is Bond, Samantha Bond. Uh, my number 15 is she has better chemistry with Brosnan than other characters, Molly Warflash. My number 14 is Robert Brown. Uh, my <laughs> number 13 is the little twerp himself, Ben Whishaw's Q. Uh, my number 12, very cringy in the world was not enough, uh, but came around to die another day. But get out of that balloon. It's uh, the legend that is John Cleese as Q. And my number 11, he's not whingy, and he is a great character who could have been M. It's Freddie Gray. Number 20, it's what I've been called my entire life, Penelope Smallbone. At number 19, it's... Villiers, that guy we remember, doesn't give the money to Bond. At number 18, it's Mandy, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Carolyn Bliss. At 17, it's Molly Warm Flashlight. At number 16, it's the other white Villiers. Um, this is meant to be the other white meat, isn't it? Um, James Villiers Tanner. Uh, at number 15, it's... Uh, no, I'm reading Colin's list here. What am I doing? Hang on. <laughs> Listen, we matched a lot. What? I'm reading Colin's. <laughs> Shit. I have changed some opinions in there. All right, hang on. I was wondering, like, where the hell did anyone uh, go let's, on my let's list? Go, let's go back. Let's go back to, what was it, number uh, number 21. What did you have, Damien Falco, at bed? <laughs> <laughs> number 20, Tanner James Villiers. No, number 19, I had uh, <laughs> other Villiers. That was mine. Carol and Bliss. That was, that was correct. Number 17, Warm Flashlight. Number 16, the whingiest old British man in James Bond history, Frederick Gray. At number 15, Damien Falco, the highest on this list because I'm smart. Number 14, Robert Brown. Number 13, <laughs> something joke about cats and being a sexy geek. It's... Ben Wishaw Q at number 12. It's Tanner, the one that has his name said like that, Michael Kitchen. And number 11, not a top 10, Naomi Harris's Money Penny. All right. So now we go 10 to 6. Uh, yep. We'll just kind of take our turns doing that. We're all going to talk about these people, anyways, because I'm pretty sure our top five is going to be close to Yes, no. And listen to how quickly Colin talks about them, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number 10 actually originally was my number nine, 
before we started recording this today and it's tenor michael kitchen uh i love michael kitchen as an actor and i had to separate that uh because i feel like my number nine rory kinnear got the character better uh and uh, the character was written better was developed better but really between these two i mean michael kitchen is such an incredible actor i don't know if either of you uh, ever watched the TV show he was big for, uh, Foil's War. Uh, but it's a great show, and, you know, he's he's incredible. Uh, but really, between these two, I mean, Rory Kinnear is Tanner. I don't know if I'm going to be the only one who uh, ranks him as the highest Tanner. Uh, but uh, these are interchangeable for me. My number eight, John Cleese's Q, also I had higher. Originally, I had a couple of spots higher. Uh, but for this similar to what Noah was saying about how, uh, you know, he feels like, you know, die another day was better than world's not enough. I actually kind of feel the other way. I feel like he was better as R than he was as Q. And part of that reason is because when we get to Q and this is why I knocked him down a few spots, he is a completely different character. And I feel like if they had just retained a little bit of that clumsiness, a little bit of the bumbling side, he would have had a more distinctive character. Now, having said that, you can't take anything away from him as Q. If you had just brought him in, in Die Another Day and just said, this is Q, he is the absolute perfect guy to be Q. There's not a person outside of Desmond Llewellyn who has ever been born who's a better Q. I just feel like there's a little bit, you know, between R and Q, there's a disconnect where if you had tied those characters together a little bit more, it would have been a bit better. But 100% with both of you, I don't care that, you know, his style of comedy doesn't fit the Craig films. I don't care that they, you know, weren't going to carry over all the actors. You could have had him as Q. You could have done something with them, you know. And John Cleese has done some drama before as well. So uh, there, there's still an opportunity there. Uh, my number seven is uh, how you do Damien Falco right, General Gogol. Uh, this was sort of, I think, could have been a one-off character that stuck around forever. And I think part of that was the whole Cold War, you know, the, the, the end of the Cold War, just the importance of you need to have that Russian presence. But the fact that in 1977, they were daring enough to say, we're not going to make a Russian just a cold-blooded murderer, you know, psychopath, uh, is one of the things that makes him so great. And as well, the actor who plays him is just so good that I, I feel like if you just put, I, I don't know, um, Michael Goodliffe playing him. Oh! <laughs> Colin's getting paid. It's Saturday. This, this one's a Halifax, Nova Scotia number. I'm going to let that one go to voicemail. <laughs> Probably my Tinder date saying calling in. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, here comes the money, but no, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, every penny. Every penny. <laughs> oh, oh, Noah. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, General Gogol, if you had had Michael Goodliffe playing Gogol, this character does not last as long. Uh, so uh, General Gogol, to me, this almost could have been a top five character. But again, looking at the ones above this, I couldn't justify it. And my number six, the hottest money penny, Naomi Harris. Uh, I I was very close to ranking her higher than Lois Maxwell. I'll just say that. Oh. Uh, but I, I think that with Lois Maxwell, the unfortunate thing is that the character took such a steep drop off about halfway through her run, which is almost 10 films, let's be honest. Um, but what Naomi Harris was able to accomplish in two movies, more than anybody else, I think in two movies has accomplished with the character. And really, if you're looking at the, the first three or four Lois Maxwell's, it, it probably took that long. It took four movies for Lois Maxwell to really nail Moneypenny. Uh, it took Bond 20 to really nail Moneypenny. And even then it was a fantasy. But uh, Naomi Harris is to me, 
maybe the great star of the Daniel. That is the great discovery that they had in these Daniel Craig movies. How to do Money Penny differently and do it right and get an actor who fully embraces it. And and wears panties, which we never got Lois Maxwell to do. I'm sure she wears panties. Well, not on screen. I'm sure she's got them underneath her pants. Like, I mean, well, until I see the desk, Sharon stoning it. Bond, until I look see, at me. Until I see it, I can neither confirm Dirty or deny. <laughs> I'm going to watch Lost Maxwell very differently now in the next few films. Holland has made a Ben comment there. <laughs> you just turned into Ben. <laughs> no. Uh, that was creepy. Um... Am I reacting to you or am I just doing nah, mine? just go just 10 to 6. Because yeah, I mean, we're all about to talk Reacting about them anyway. Comments, so, yeah. yeah. Are we though? Um, no, we are. Uh, <laughs> my number 10 is Robinson. Uh, you both put him up or Ben didn't, yeah? I haven't put him up. No. Don't offend uh, me. No, I'm not saying you did. It was a question. Calm down. Thank you, that racist. I Robinson, I'm surprised that I'm the one that's putting Robinson second. Like Colin's shocking me with the Brosnans here. Um he's great. Uh but make him Tanner. He should have been Tanner in the world the Tomorrow Never Dies. And then when they're both there in the world is not enough, it's almost like get rid of get rid of them both. Because having them both there is just crowded. When they're all standing in that room and there's like 10 characters there. Uh, so either have one or the other, bring back Michael Kitchen or just mate Robinson Tanner. Uh, I think he's great. But I agree with Colin's assessment that he's almost too much of a double O at some times, which is not the Tanner role. Uh, but big fan, of, big fan of Robinson. I just think you don't need both of them. Uh, that's my, my problem. But if he was Tanner... You know, he's the second best Tanner, or third best. Uh, my number eight, uh, um, number nine, sorry, uh, speaking of Tanners, it's Michael Whitson, Nightmares. Um, <laughs> now, in our Brosnan recaps, I said that Rory Kinnear is the best Tanner, and both of you went, no, he's not, it's Michael Whitson. Clearly, you both turned around on that. So, well, we uh, saw Spectre since then in all the and, and you also did say Char sucked in the Moonraker recap <laughs> and you ranked him in the top 10. So, you know. Yeah, and I've also come around on Rosie Carver. So good for Colin. Ooh, ooh. Um, and you're a big fan of Dr. No now. So, we well, can. a big fan. I just enjoyed it more on my 20th rewatch. Oh, you love it. <laughs> uh, but you guys were absolutely falling over forward for Michael Kitchen. So I'm surprised he's as low as he is. Like you guys we became feminists the- and we got out of the kitchen. Uh, also, <laughs> I, I did say that he was originally in my number nine and Rory Kinnear was 10. And then I swapped it. Yeah. Listen to Colin. No? <laughs> yeah. But you swapped it. Have a sip of your drink. That's all right. Just take more time. <laughs> Colin's, Colin's got not long to go, but it's, it's just dramatic. <laughs> Alcohol drinking. Colin's, yeah, doesn't got long to go. Uh, I will. The doctor told me so. Yeah. I'll go to your funeral. Um, I wouldn't. (laughs) uh, Ben, we both went to your wedding. You can at least go to his funeral. Uh, (laughs) And how did that turn out? (laughs) Well, don't do a wedding on Zoom. That's the moral of the story. 
Well, don't do the tell answer. that person who ate a bat in China, then I wouldn't have done it on Zoom. <laughs> Hey, can I just say, I woke up so early for that and I put a collared shirt on. Colin was wearing, like, track pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing shorts. I didn't I didn't even want to zoom down. I, it might have even been boxers for all I know. It was, like, five in the morning for me and it was, like, perfect time for Colin. I'm like, it's a wedding. You've got a collared shirt. <laughs> and Jamie was, like, wearing a nice dress and everything and I think I even said in the video, I was like, I'm not even wearing pants. <laughs> For me, I just woke up five in the morning, put my... <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Colin and I'm like, oh my god. Did you you didn't leave a you didn't leave a message for us though, did you know? I know Colin did. I did. I yeah, mentioned yeah. Colin's message. Cool. <laughs> Clearly it was very memorable. Well, I mean uh, <laughs> he's not watching the video anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's something that I constantly put on replay for various reasons, though. I think it might be something I might not probably watch again for quite some time. You remember Colin's message? Is that who you remembered? I remember yeah. I remember it because it was, say, hi, Casper. Hi, Casper. That was a good line from Casper. We've literally on this episode mentioned me being on Tinder and now you're mentioning my wedding. I think there's a correlation somewhere that the listeners are confused about. Move on. <laughs> I Casper was a good line. That was funny. Uh, good job, Casper. Um, yeah, so I speaking of funny, Michael Kitchen, he is the first one to nail what the Tanner character is. It's the sort of dweeb who is competent, but he is sort of like the he's not the cool kid in class, but he's not the Ben Wishaw's Q at the same he's time. He's Ben Waterworth. Yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, yeah he's, I'd say he's more than Noah Groves. Um Tanner can get a date. (laughs) Can he? Yes, I'd Um, date him. (laughs) I would go to yours and Tanner's wedding on Zoom. Um, But, yeah, I like Michael Kitchen. I don't know the backstory of why he didn't come back for Tomorrow Never Dies, but I don't like the two of them. I think either have Robinson as Tanner or just bring him back. But he's the first one to nail what Tanner is. Um, So he's my number eight. Um. I'm number, number nine. nine sorry. sorry, so sorry. Sorry, Ben. Sorry. Uh, my <laughs> number eight. Checking my numbers, all right? <laughs> Don't read my list. Uh, number. My number eight is uh, Eve Moneypenny, Naomi Harris, the hottest Moneypenny. Um, I'm, look, I'm going to agree with Ben for a lot of it. I'm not a fan of the the her being an agent thing. I actually... I hate it, I would say. I really hate that the Money Penny character was an agent in the field. I completely agree with Ben on that front, uh, which, you know. Um, and that put her way down for him, which I, I can get. But for me, she gets up there because here I'm going to completely disagree with Ben. Her chemistry with Daniel Craig is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the only time we've any, got anything close to a Bond, Money Penny, Lois Maxwell Bond kind of connection we've not had it with samantha bomb we've not had it with barry madelow and we've finally got some sort of semblance of a money penny bond relationship going on it's not quite there but there's fading sound the chemistry is off yeah the I, I i forgot to say that when when this movie came out I saw multiple TV interviews with Naomi Harris where women were interviewing her. And every time a woman interviewed Naomi Harris, they would say that shaving scene, like, my God, I think I had an orgasm watching it. Like, because all the women just... were wet for Craig. That's the only reason why. Well, they didn't say it with Olga Korolenko. 
Well, did they? You watch the English interviews with Olga? Because Olga Korolenko has no chemistry with anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, great chemistry. Uh, yeah, I think she has amazing chemistry, and I like her dynamic dynamic with uh, Ray Fiennes. I like how he kind of forgets her birthday. That's kind of a nice little touch going on there. <laughs> Favorite moments of Bond when when Ray finds forgets Money Penny's birthday. I I love that too. You don't, but it's those small moments that really bring the characters alive. I think. Um, <laughs> but I agree with that. I hate the spy thing. I think that was a mistake. Just bring back Money Penny. You don't need to do this whole. And I'm Eve. Eve Money Penny. <laughs> And I'm Blofeld, oh, and I'm Dr. No, oh, and I'm Em, oh, you don't need to I'm do Quarrel. that. I'm maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. So I, I think she's great, but I the one reason she can't go higher than eight is the reason that Ben's saying, I don't like the spy stuff. And I kind of agree with Ben. She, there's this new age kind of, you need the tough kind of feminist woman, but then they're just then saying, oh, but She's eventually getting behind the desk anyway. And I know what Colin's saying, like that's an upgrade, but in movie, in movie talk, that's not an upgrade for a kind of feminist character. Um, but I do like that she kind of owns being behind the desk and no, that works for me. So she's good inspector. I don't like her Skyfall betrayal, but Naomi Harris is such a great actor and uh, I hope she stays on for Bond 26. Um, my number seven, Rory Kinnear. Love, love Rory Kinnear as Tanner. Um, he's so kind of, he's not useless, but he's such a dweeb. And you like put him next to Daniel Craig and it's like, I, I was talking about the jock thing with Q that I don't like, but it, it's not that with with Tanner. I think Daniel Craig, Bond and Tanner, they have a bit of a friendship, but Craig knows like, this is not my wingman. Like, he's not going to Tanner and like, there is a bit of a dynamic there that this guy's a bit of a loser. And Ben was saying Tanner's get to date. No, this Tanner is not. So this is a date. Ben Waterworth. No, this is Noah. <laughs> this Tanner does not get a date. He's the one who's dedicated I'm to his dating. job. Who's terrified of Judy Dent's M and Ray Fiers's M. Um, I do think at times maybe they put him in a bit too much. Like just give him one or two scenes. Um, but I would happily have him on for the next 10, 15 years as Tanner. He fits that kind of weeby, a bit bumbling, but still competent character. And I think this is one of the success stories of the Craig era is the Tanner character. Michael Kitchen laid the, the steps for it, but Rory Kinnear owns the character and he gets better and better at it, I think. Uh, big fan of him, I think. Uh, great actor. So uh, Rory Kinnear's Tanner. Uh, stay around for Bond 26, please. Um, and my number six, was this a match, maybe? It's General Gogol, I think, is a match, maybe? Adam, no. seven. Seven. Uh, love Gogol. Uh, every rewatch, he gets better and better for me. I just, he's such an arsehole, uh, and he's such a bad arsehole as well, but... He just has some of the best scenes, and I think you forget that he's in so many films. He's even in a freaking Timothy Dalton film, and he's retired in that film. Uh, but I just love him. I love all the stuff with Anya and Bond and in the with M in Spy Love Me, uh, where he's like proud of Anya is great. But then, and I love the set that he has as his office. 
But then I freaking love when he shows up on the helicopter in For Your Eyes Only. Isn't that just one of the greatest kind of scenes when Gogol shows up with that little bit with Roger Moore? And then he's there in the living daylights. He's at the horses and whatever and a view to a kill. I, I think it was such a great decision to have the sort of Russian M being a recurring character and being a sort of villain, but really not much of a villain, more of an ally than anything. Um, I just love that he was so frequent and some of the times that he didn't have a lot to do, they just gave him the fun scenes and it worked so well with the, the, the more films. Uh, and there is that chemistry with Roger Moore. So, and a lot of chemistry with Bernard Lee as well. So I'm a huge fan of Gogol. I'm glad we finally get to rank him properly because he didn't really fit in many places. Uh, but this guy is great. Uh, so much screen presence, and every time I watch it, he gets better and better. Such a fun character that we, I wish we saw a bit more of, really. I'd, Roger I'd Moore. see him naked. Roger Moore. Um, all right, number 10. I actually have the lowest of everyone. That's surprising. Um, Tanner, Rory Kinnear's Tanner. I agree with everything that everyone said. Um, I disagree with those slightly with Noah when he said that I wish we saw less of him. I like that we kind of get more of Tanner. I like it. Tanner on the Thames. Like, you know, just I like kind of the scene when he brings him into the underground and there he is. And yeah, I agree with Noah's sort of his little um, fear of M. Like it's kind of cool. So yeah, I'd like to see more of him. I've never seen him on anything else, but um, yeah, I think he nails the Tanner character perfectly. Tanner just gets better over time, doesn't he? He just constantly improves over the years. Um, At number nine, I've got this guy, the lowest too. Uh, General Gogol. I I mean, I don't disagree with anything anything said. He's great. I love him. I love kind of his evilness and prickness. I love the fact that this guy who kind of looks like Kermit the Frog with glasses, like he's basically betting beautiful women. Like Russians do it differently over there. Like it's fantastic. Um, I agree with Noah. The For Your Eyes Only helicopter scene is great. I love that when Bond throws the the, the Dakota thing over the, the cliff and and then he's just like, ha, 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 and he kind of like claps and then he just like walks off. Like, he's great. He could be someone who could have been brought back with the Brosnan films, weirdly enough. Like, I don't know if the mm-hmm. actor was still alive by then, but, and I think, Colin, you said the actor, this guy's great. He just gets it. He has fun. He looks like he has fun in every single movie. So I really do like the General Gogol character as well. So number nine for me. Um, I'm kind of with Noah a little bit here for my number eight that I was surprised that Colin has this guy the lowest. Robinson, I love Robinson. He's so great. Like, just the dynamic he has with Bond in both movies is fantastic. Well, three movies. He's in three movies. Um, I just, I love just, like, he's in it for so little, but, like, come die another day. I know it's in a virtual reality scene, but, like, going to that point about him being a double O, badass Robinson with the gun going around too. Like, I know it's not real, but I love it. Like, it's great. Um, he's just so cool. And, like, I wish he had have kept coming back or just stayed, had have been Tanner and then just stayed on into the, the Craig films. Like, I. The what, what? He would work with the Craig film. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. If anybody would, right I think he would. I love him. He's great. If we could get, like, anybody on this show, I mean, obviously, we're going to get, like, Brosnan and someone like that, but he'd be up there as one of the, the best people I'd love to get on the show. Um, I just think Robinson is a great character. And, um, you know, so, so so little screen time if you really analyse how long he's in those movies. but And he's got great chemistry with Brosnan. Wouldn't you love to see their OnlyFans? Oof. There you go. I'd watch that. Um, at number seven, I'm the first, like, I'm looking here at our top fives. I'm just saying this right now. We're going to have four the same in the top five. Ooh, wait, wait. But so I don't somebody... have this person in my top five. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. So, I have... Don't be sorry, Lee. M. Oh, they're looking at me. They're shaking I their think heads. Either way, either way, this is wrong, but go ahead. I have Ray Fiennes as M. Oh. Um, yeah, look, uh, it, it came from a process of rel- elimination because... Again, I like six other people better than me. I don't dislike it. I, I, you I haven't put up Samantha Bond yet. Calm your farm. Um, <laughs> Colin's crying. The thing uh, I will say in the negative side of, of Rafe Fiennes is that it's kind of what Noah's point was about like this whole surprise of like Eve, Eve money penny. It's like I, I like that we get this Mallory character becoming M. I like it, but I kind of wish that they didn't play it as a surprise. Like, introduce him as, like, Judy Dench is retiring. He's your replacement. So you kind of get to know this guy and feel it. Like, I feel it's just the fact that all of a sudden he gets shoved on you at the end of Skyfall. Like, he's M. I don't know. I just don't kind of like that. Or just introduce him Inspector as M. I, I don't know. Like, I feel the fact, because we're kind of not liking this guy for most of Skyfall, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, he's M. So it's just kind of, that's what I don't like, and that's why I can't rank him higher. But having said that, also, another thing, things that Noah complained about when we did Spectre trailer analysis is M with a gun, M on the scene being a badass with a gun. I'm not a fan of that either. It's like money penny with a gun. Like, M's a guy behind the desk. He's a, he's a bureaucrat. He's, you know, somebody there who pushes papers and things like that. So that kind of detracts M for me. But having said that, Ray Fiennes is amazing. If you're going to pick anyone to be a new M, um, Ray Fiennes is up there. Colin's making money. Um, but I just, again, I've got six people higher than him because I like six people higher than him. So there you go. And at number six, I've been waiting a long time for this because you two are just dumb with your arguments for her. And again, I wasn't expecting you to rank him high. I knew that you were going to put Samantha Bond low, both of you. But yeah, like, bloody. okay, yeah. let's let's tick off the things that were said here, the stupidness that said. No chemistry with Brosnan. That is yeah. one of the most laughable things I've ever said here. I am going to say this right now, and I stand by this. You can laugh at me all you want. If there is any dynamic between a money penny and a Bond in any of the films of these two wanting to fuck the living shit out of each other, it's Brosnan and Samantha Bond. These two are all over each other. Even in GoldenEye, when she is going on about, like, you know, as far as I know, James, you've never had me. Like, she is wet for Bond in that scene. She wants to go to that table, bend over, and take it up Brown Town. She is so there for her. Disagree. Disagree. Uh, It's like the whole schoolyard thing. If they're bullying you, they actually like you. Um, They just want each other. And I... And both of you saying that, oh, she gets worse over time. She fits in with each of the films she's in perfectly and they play her up greatly. And I think the best thing about Die Another Day, and I'm going to defend this still, no matter what you both say, is that you get to the 20th anniversary film. We've had 19 films of this will they, won't they, will they, won't they. And you get to this moment and they start to kiss and you're like, holy shit, it's happening. I remember my dad. I remember my dad turning me into the cinema and he literally said to me, he's like, what the hell? What the hell? Like he was reacting to my dad. He has no emotion. And then the fact that then they're teasing you because it's a freaking, it's brilliant. I love it. It's so funny. And that line, that line when Q comes in and goes, it's hard, isn't it? Yes. Quite love it. Uh. It's so great. Samantha Bond is amazing. Should have kept the long hair. And she, to me, is easily the second best money penny. The best chemistry with any uh, Bond out there. Shut up. 
Drop mic. I the oh. oh, I can't even. I don't even want to begin. The, you know what you described about the reaction to that scene is actually the polar opposite of what I heard in the theater. And I saw the movie three times in the theater. It was always people like, oh, like you don't want to see that. It goes against what their dynamics supposed but to be. But that's the point. You don't it, want no, to see it. You point. see it, it's and like, it's a joke. They're playing with you because you don't technically see it. But when the best part of it is to realize that is a, and how does VR work? Like she's viewing herself having sex with them. Like it doesn't make any sense. The the the, the best part about that is that you realize it's a joke until you realize this is virtual reality you can't do that I'm, in virtual reality i'm never taking any never taking program? any argument on this show of who writes a program it doesn't make sense when we have a james bond film where he goes into space so no <laughs> you can go no. into space i could go into space right now if i had the money i'd be in your space shorts right and t-shirt I- on a five minute warning yeah i can go into space too i'll be yes. i'll be there in five seconds yep but no, who at MI6 is writing the program? Who wants to have sex with the guy that we abandoned and left for dead in Korea? Again, a movie Ugh. with gene sequencing, which is real, invisible cars, a career, and you're you're that's the one thing that you're complaining about that movie. Yes. Anyways, did you I, I was yeah. away for a second. Did you rank her? She was number six. Okay. Well, at least she's not in the top five. Wow. Okay. Um Ben, uh, I met Dad and I like him, but I like him less than I liked him five minutes ago now. All right, so how do we want to do this? We want to do, I don't know if- Go five, four, three, and then we'll just do two and one separately. Let's do that then, okay. Yeah. All right, so my number five, uh, apparently I gave a lot of people some headaches over this uh, for a comment uh, with Lois Maxwell uh, being lower than I thought it would be. Honestly, the reason I said that was because I thought when we first started talking about this that Lois Maxwell would be in my top three. And then as I'm rewatching these movies, I'm like, she really, I mean, it just becomes autopilot from Diamonds Are Forever on. Uh, The scene, everybody talks about how great her chemistry is with Roger Moore. And I completely agree. She has better chemistry with Roger Moore than she does Sean Connery. But you can't, off the top of my head, I can't name you what's the money penny scene in this movie until we get to Penelope Smallbone. Smallbone. <laughs> but you don't remember oh that famous money penny scene whereas at least with q you name the movie you know what q is doing and i feel like they didn't give her any variety after diamonds are forever and again she's in my top five because she's lois maxwell and because what she was able to do with both connery and more is like unprecedented like i don't think that you could have lead actors and lead actresses and their chemistry is not as good as what Roger Moore and Sean Conn were able to do with Lois Maxwell in a single scene in each one of their movies. And um, Lazenby. And, and Lazenby, yeah. yeah. Um, great chemistry with Lazenby. Ooh. Yeah, I actually would argue if for one movie, he had better chemistry with her than he did with uh, Diana Rigg, than he did with Telly Savalas. I mean, yeah, that they really uh, got that scene right. Uh, but I, I, I love Lois Maxwell. It's just... At some point, you need to be willing to let the character go, and it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with the fact that they brought no new ideas to her. And the one thing I'll say that I appreciate with Samantha Bond is even though the character's all over the place, at least they were trying something new. Uh, and they didn't try anything new with Money Penny for a long time. Uh, my number four, uh, he's definitely worthy of a top five because he's Ray Fiennes. Uh, it's like John Cleese. I, I don't think if you were to sit down and say, who can replace Judy Dench? You're going to say, oh, Ray Fiennes. But 
when you hear Ray Fiennes playing M, it just makes perfect sense. And then you're like, I can't think of anybody else on the planet who could uh, do better. And I'll cool. completely disagree with you, Ben. I think that one of the best things about Skyfall is the way that his reveal is done because it's not one of these, what's your name? Eve, Money Penny. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's done so subtly. We all were thinking going in, okay, well, Judy Dench is the last movie. This guy, maybe he's going to be the new M. Everybody I didn't know it was her last movie. Was that announced what? beforehand? Yeah. Oh, I had no clue. No but clue. at the same time, I'm pretty sure that they had announced even, you know, back with uh, Casino Royale Quantum Souls at one point, oh, yeah, she's not going to be long in this role. But uh, I'm nobody knew she was going to die. But, yeah, the, the assumption was he was brought as the replacement. Well, but the, the last movie. She was the inspector and she's gone to painting in no time to die. Just let her go, <laughs> Eon. <laughs> let Judy she's retire. The, she's she's the lowest now. She's the lowest <laughs> Maxwell of M's. Uh, yeah. But Ray finds just the way that he plays it is what works. There's a, there's a, my favorite Ray finds moment is, is believe it or not, it's not even going to be the birthday thing. It's when Bond comes into the office at the end and it should be, it should be the whole hello M. And yeah, they have that at the end, but it's the fact that he's distracted. He's like Bond. Oh, Hey, Hey Bond. Like he's, he's just so natural. And, and I mean, he's Ray fine. So it just works perfectly. And I'll, be, I'll be honest already- with you. I'll be honest with you. He's number seven because he's a real name. It kind of detracts from the character a little bit. So it's a bit, a bit, a bit lower for that for me. Because of what name? The character. Oh, name. okay. I get it. Yeah, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it, it's amazing. It took them this long to, to get to this where you can bring in the replacement. And really, let's give a little bit of credit to uh, John Cleese here. They tried this with John Cleese and it worked which is why they tried it again with uh, Ray Fiennes, you know, and if Judy Dench had suddenly decided in mid-production, yeah, I want to do another movie. Don't kill me. I'm sure they would have kept him on, you know, and just continue <laughs> to, to drag it. Halfway through the movie, <laughs> Sam Mendes is like, I hate you, Judy Dench. No, don't kill me, Sam. Well, what else have we seen her in since this? Do we really know that didn't happen? Cat. Uh, but I mean, I, well, to be honest, that was a dead performance, so maybe she is dead. <laughs> but but really, I mean, there is no shaking my top three in any way. But I will say, if you give Ray Fine seven movies, maybe he does top Judy Dench. Uh, who cool. is my number three? <laughs> and uh, oh, what? What? <laughs> what? I watch Ray Fiennes top Judy Dench. That's a that's a only fans would unrestrict their porn access if that came into view. Exclusive. Wow, we know he likes his Qantas flight attendants. This is this is the cat (laughs) on a Qantas flight. (laughs) This is and and, and Ray Fiennes dresses Voldemort. (laughs) Once upon a time. You guys would respond to something I said, and I you'd explain it, and I'd be like, I don't get it. Now I still don't get why you're laughing, but when you explain, it, I'm like, ah, oh, now I get it. Uh, Porn so, change, Colin. Progress, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Judy Dench. Uh, my entire top three, I was flip flopping so much back and forth, but really, my top two, I couldn't, I couldn't put Judy Dench higher than either of them. Um, she defined a role. Uh, re, I guess this would be the definition of redefining a role. Uh, there's no way that you could ever replace Bernard Lee, but she's made the character so much more iconic. And I don't want to say that, you know, oh, the writing did this. They wrote more for her because of how good she was. Judy Dench wasn't necessarily, I mean, people knew who she was because of um, uh, what's that show that she had. Um, it's a good show oh, too. 
the two old people who fall in love up. with the guy as who's also by, in Bond. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. As time yeah, goes by, I mean, they 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 knew her from that. But like, as far as like a theatrical actress goes, I mean, her big movie role started to come after Goldeneye. Uh, so really, what she brought, you know, to the table in Goldeneye: Tomorrow Never Dies dictated, let's give her a bigger role in World, um, World Is Not Enough. And then that dictated, okay, well, let's do this with her and die another day and so on and so on. And do I want this for every I'm going forward? No, but I think it only works for Judy Dench. I don't think there's any way, as good as Ray finds it is, as much as I say that he might top Judy Dench one day, I don't <laughs> think you could ever do this. With, uh, I really got to watch myself on this. Um, this. This is this is appropriate for kids? No. Um, but uh I don't you know think you can ever do this with it. It only works with Judy Dench and, and, you know, slapping people, Ray Fine slapping people will not be a thing, but yeah, I, I think that Judy Dench made this a character that it's not just M you can't replace her. So it's almost appropriate that Ray Fines comes in and just is more of a traditional M because Judy Dench was something completely different. And I almost don't view her as a, that's why we can never rank the M's because to me, there was Bernard Lee, there was Robert Brown, there's Ray Fiennes, and then there's Judy Dench playing this other character that happened to be named M. Yeah, uh, well, we're gonna have some similar ones, not quite the same orders, um, but my number five is Ray Fiennes. Um, I would watch him top Judy Dench dressed as a cat. Um, I I think he's great. Um, I think I didn't know that Judy Dench was leaving uh, in Skyfall, uh, and I remember I have problems with my name's Eve Eve Moneypin. I've got issues with that, but I never had any issue when he was standing and Bond goes through the padded door and then he says, "Thank you, M." Like. To me, that was like, oh, yes, like that got me pumped for, okay, we're done with this dumb, dumbass prequel shit, and Bond 24 is just going to be a normal adventure. We saw how that turned out, and that didn't happen, but that's another podcast altogether. Think. Uh, sorry. More than you think. Roger, more than you think. What? More than just I move think. On. QR code. <laughs> QR code. <laughs> the real name of M. Woo. Never interrupt Colin. Um, Colin doesn't have time. Um, <laughs> it's all Colin's fault they were rushing through this, folks. Yeah, well, I'm going to go to his funeral, unlike some of the people here. Um, <laughs> and I will wear a college shirt. Um, but he's great. I love the idea of when we're going to do M, don't do Robert Brown, like a nobody, like Ben's more famous than Robert Brown is. Um, Aww, that's the nice thing you've ever said about me. Don't do Robert Brown. I love this idea of every time we have a new M, let's get an established kind of British actor who maybe has a bit of theatre experience, has some TV experience, has some movie experience. That when he became M, it was such a logical replacement and it's hard to let go of Judy Dent but I love the way they did that in the same film that, okay, he's taking over. And I never disliked him in Skyfall, but when he came around and introduced him as M, I'm like, well, that makes sense. And it got me pumped, ready to go. Uh, and then I love him in Skyfall. I'm going to, I mean, Spectre, but I am going to slightly agree with Ben. I'm not, I'm not an M on the scene. M the action man kind of fan. Uh, 
I think we're going down a dangerous path of the kind of bond and buddies sort of thing where because we're getting these established actors, there seems to be this need of, oh, we've got Naomi Harris, we've got Ben Wishaw, we've got Ray Fiennes, they're big actors that we need to give them big roles, which is not what you want. It's a James Bond film. It's not a James Bond and Friends film. Uh, not the Friends like Matthew Perry. James Bond. That, and- that music with the gun barrel. <laughs> James Bond teams up with the friends. Um, so I think we're going down a bad path that I don't think we're going to get out of. I'm not. I'm not wanting Ray Fiennes to be a big role. Of, I think him and Naomi Harris just need to sign like a five film contract where they just say you're going to be a bit part. So you're going to be in the film, but you're not going to be the big star. So just. You're going to get a million dollars, but you're not going to have a big role because I don't want to see M with a gun fighting and whatnot. Uh, but he's such a good actor. He absolutely got into the role of Inspector straight away, straight off the bat. Feels natural. Great chemistry with Bond, uh, with Daniel Craig. And I'd be pretty disappointed if they don't continue him on to Bond 26, the new actor with Victor Selberg. Uh, like, if he leaves, that will feel a bit short-sighted i think he could go on for another 20 years and i'd be fine with him as m um okay my number four colin you're a massive cock tease for about a month that we were thinking lois maximum was going to be like 18th or so you put her at like, literally all i said is she's not going to be as high as i thought she was how many more places she could be it was number five like, <laughs> i was expecting her to be 18th on your list i just love this massive cock line with like if this is colin editing he'd be playing that clip all the time colin you're a massive cock <laughs> uh yeah, you really teased us with that for months. We, I'm pretty sure me and Ben even mentioned it when you weren't even there one time when we were chatting like, oh, Collins, look at that Lois Maxwell so low. Uh, fifth, I'm fine with you having Lois Maxwell fifth. Um, she's my number four. Um, I take issue with you saying that ever since Diana, I'm the- oh, sorry, Diamonds Are Forever, uh, that she hasn't had anything to do because Diamonds Are Forever is one of my favourite Lois Maxwell moments. And it's not just because I'm a Diamonds Are Forever fan. I love her in that uniform. Mm. And I, I love the, what does Connery say? What a tulip do or something? And she's yes. I love the uh, Diamonds. Yeah, Diamonds, <laughs> what a tulip do? Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, it's Maxwell in that uniform. I agree. I'm a bit of a hypocrite with the kind of money penny on the scene sort of thing. Um, but I, I slightly agree. I don't agree with that Roger Moore and Lois Maxwell have better chemistry. It's it's Sean Connery and Lois Maxwell in those first four films is kind of the epitome of the Bond money penny. Like they got it straight off the bat with Doctor No, but. By Goldeneye and Russia Love Thunderball. That is the kind of iconic money penny stuff there. Uh, I think Roger Moore and Lois Maxwell, even though they're friends, don't really have any sh- chemistry. It's quite shit. Um, so I agree. As she went along, she got very irrelevant. Um, but she's so iconic. And I love her dedication to the role. And I love that she does have chemistry with 
Connery lays me as somewhat to more, but not really. Um, but I like her in his house and with the girl that gets in the cupboard in Live and Let Die. That's pretty fun. So I'll give her that moment too, actually. Um, so, so a lot of fun money penny roles. It's a little outdated, but she is so iconic in this role, not just because she's the first, but because she built this role uh, and we've never really topped it. And Naomi Harris is getting there, but hmm. uh, the chemistry is off the charts with Lois Maxwell. Rest in peace. We miss you. Um, my number three, ding, 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 is a match. Uh, and I struggled. This is the one character I moved all over, struggled, oh. and I'm surprised that she's not both of your number ones. But Colin is surprising me with the Brosnans this week. Uh, but I've got Judy Dent as M. I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I love her and Brosnan, but her and Craig just exceeded my expectations like n- nothing I would have ever expected. I think her and Craig have such amazing chemistry together in all three of the films, or all five of them. Um, but I completely agree with Colin that she reinvented it, but I slightly disagree, not really disagree. She did such an amazing job of she that is the Bernard Lee character. Like you can see that she's taken the core elements of the M character. I feel like it's M. And back in the day when I was a kid, I thought of them as the same character. I didn't think that each M was a different person. I just thought of them as this is M. And it's a different gender, it's a different actor, but I never really thought twice. I thought it was meant to be the same character. She's taken that core element of Bernard Lee, but unlike Carolyn Bliss and Samantha Bond and Robert Brown, she completely flipped it. She made it her own and she dominates. And And I love the way they play off it in GoldenEye with what what does Michael Kitchen call her? The Queen of Hearts or something is so good. I love that she's not a good character. She's stern, which she should be. She doesn't really like Bond, but she has an affection for Bond. She's completely changed the character and laid the groundwork for Rafe Vines to take a little bit of her and take a little bit of Bernard and make it his own. Um, I don't like that she's kind of, maybe you could blame her for the birth of Bond and Friends. Hmm. It worked in The World Is Not Enough. It works in Skyfall. I Like Quantum, I don't like her role in quantum i don't like her with mitchell or whoever it is i think she gets too involved at times uh but her chemistry with brosnan is off the charts her chemistry with craig is off the charts she's stern she's got some of the best funny lines she's an iconic classic british actress actress and she fits into this role so well so i wanted to put her second but I just like the other two, just that smidge a little bit more. But it was really, of all the lists we've ever done, Judy Dent was probably the toughest one to ever rank because, let's be honest, we would all have no problem with her being number one, I think. All right, number five. Um, I Yeah, I easily have him the highest, and he was easily always going to be in my top five no matter what. Uh, he just couldn't go ahead of four other people. Uh, John Cleese's Q. Um, you both said that he was the born to play Q. 100% agree. I couldn't disagree with Noah anymore. I remember during our World Is Not Enough episode, just Colin and I ripping into you for saying that he was terrible. 
Um, I don't agree. I think it was Colin said that he's two different characters. I think you see the development of him in World is Enough in one scene that you can believe what he is then in Die Another Day. He is just brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant. There's not a single bad John Cleese moment in either of the films. The line at the end of the world is not enough. Oh, I think it's an early case of the Millennium Bug, sir. And just the dynamic, like that one, like we're going to rank the Q scenes one day. And that, no matter what you two say about Die Another Day, you can't say that the scene with Q and uh, Brosnan in Die Another Day is not brilliant. Just the way, like just every line that he has is perfect. Um, the bit when it's like, oh, I wish you would disappear. Um, just everything about it is so fantastic. I completely agree, Noah, when you said he should have come back for the Craigs. Um, he just would fit, even if he's not being serious, you can have the same John Cleese cue in the Craig films. It still works. Like, I don't think you need to turn him into a serious actor. I mean, as we always talk about with the Craig films, if they're missing anything, it's humour. Uh, like that would add it to it and it would work still perfectly with all the dramatic stuff around everything. So he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant and um, just so easily a top five for me. Uh, number four, wow. Um, even though he's like in the top four, I feel like I'm about to get shot down for this because you two have him in the top two and I've got him at fourth. Um, Bernard Lee's oh. M. Um I mean, again, it really just comes down to the fact that I can't have the other three that I've got in the top three lower because Bernalee's brilliant. He's he's the epitome of M. He's the one who starts everything. I mean, I just watched Dr. No tonight and he's even in that, he's just fantastic in his very first role. I mean, this is the guy that, you know, you should picture as M, but I will have obviously another M higher. That's who I picture as M now, but... I mean, I can't say a bad thing about Bernard Lee's M. It just literally comes down to the fact that the three other people higher than him, to me, are more iconic and better in my eyes. Um, I wish he had have kind of almost had a farewell film. It's obviously sad the circumstances that he wasn't in for your eyes only to kind of have almost like a farewell. But, I mean, he has he has chemistry with every of the, the bonds he's with, um, just kind of the dynamic. I mean, you never really see him out in the scene too much. So, like, he's just literally kind of tied behind it. You do, but, like, you know, not to the extent that you get with the future ones. So, I mean, again, I don't have anything bad to say about him. I just can't rank him higher because I've got three higher than him. At number three, um, I'm actually surprised I've got her the highest. I thought Noah would. But Lois Maxwell... Um, I think of Money Penny. I think of Lois Maxwell. Oh, I, like, yeah, I like, yeah, absolutely. Because I just think that I can sit here and list and remember Money Penny lines and Money Penny scenes and fun moments where I can list more than I could list Bernard Lee M scenes. And I just think that you talk about the uh, like if if I know you laugh at me for having Samantha Bond so high, but like Samantha Bond to me is the second best Money Penny. But she's like, it's kind of like saying that I don't know basketball references, Andrew Gaze and Michael Jordan. Yeah, Andrew Gaze is the best basketball player in Australia, but he's going to get his ass kicked by Michael Jordan if he goes on one-on-one with him. Yeah, Samantha Bond might be the second best money penny, but she's going to get her ass kicked by Lois Maxwell in the money penny rankings because, like, there's such a big gulf, gap between the two. Whereas I can't say that with the M's because I've obviously got an M higher than Bernard Lee. So, yeah, I mean, just she's amazing. Yeah, she got a little bit long in the tooth for the role, but even when she's Granny Penny, she's still fun. She's still, you know, got a great dynamic with the Bonds. She's she's not like Roger Moore in a wheelchair, like, ah, like why is he Bond? You don't question her. You just question the flirting around it because it's kind of like, okay, but you can still picture Granny Penny as a secretary at, like, 75. Like, it's, it still fits the role. Um, and just some of her lines, like again, the diamonds, tulip, yes, like just you're a so fan cool. of the diamonds at that moment. 
Yeah, I love it. I absolutely, you know, I'm with you. I love Diamonds Are Forever, but oh, I just, I like, like the wedding when, when Lazenby gets married and she's like yeah. crying with a little wave, like, just like, oh, I love her. I love Lois. Bless her. Rest in peace, Lois. So, um, yeah, we've got a, we've got a, well, one person's, I think we've got a number one, um, but uh, yeah, whether it's a unanimous one or not, we'll soon find out. Yeah, so I mean, I, at this point, I guess we're just doing reveal our second and one because once we reveal our second, that reveals our first. You might as well just give it. Yeah. Do you, do we do we um, want to go over quickly ten to seven or uh, ten to three? Yeah, or just... let's uh, let's quickly run through that. Uh, my number ten, uh, Tanner's War, Michael Kitchen. My number nine, uh, brother of Greg, Rory Kinnear Tanner. My number <laughs> eight, uh, John Cleese. Faulty Basil. Towers. Basil. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a famous like uh, Faulty Towers Don't quote. There. Mention the Chew. case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not allowed to say that anymore. Uh, number seven, General Google. Uh, number six, Naomi Harris, pan- Money Panties. And number five, uh, Granny Penny, Lois Maxwell. Number four, Gareth, he, he shall not be named M. And <laughs> number three, uh, Judy Dench slaps people M. Uh, so my number 10 is uh, Robinson, get out of the VR. Uh, my number eight is Michael, get out of the kitchen. Uh, my number uh, nine, sorry. My number eight is uh, Eve shouldn't have been on the scene, but she's still good. Uh, my number Seven is uh, Rory Kinnear. Wait. Wow. Played himself. He hasn't even been drinking this podcast. That's the sad thing. This is him well, we don't know what's in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> My number six is General Google. I like you on a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> My number five is... Gareth Mallory. Uh, my number four is uh, Granny Penny. Let's give off the tulips or diamonds. And my number three is Judy Dench. Is awesome, and I love her dressed as a cat, being banged by Ray Frank. All right, my name is Ben. Let's read the correct list here. Uh, at oh. number ten, <laughs> I have. Rory Greg Kinnear, still <laughs> Collins joke. Um, at number nine, I have General Yahoo. At number eight, I have should have been Tanner, but still great as Robinson. At number seven, I have bald-headed man with a pig nose. It's Ray Fines as M. At number six, I have the correct spot for Samantha Bond's money penny. At number five, I have faultiest man on this list, John Cleese's Q. At number four, I have, sorry, Bernard, but I couldn't rank you higher, but you're still amazing, Lee. And at number three, she doesn't wear panties. It's um, Lois Maxwell's <laughs> and Clark's Money Penny. All right. So um, I, I said before we started recording, I mentioned once on air that like my top two, I was fully convinced I, I would flip flop back and forth, maybe even a few times before we finish this. Uh, but uh, in the end, the, the the rankings I put down last night, I 
I'm actually more firm on now than um, we were even when we started this. Uh, so my number two is the original Q, uh, the original Boothroyd as well, I guess the, the, the superior Boothroyd. Uh, Desmond Llewellyn, I think like Judy Dench, he created a character that can never be duplicated. Uh, and I feel like if there's anything, I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm like shocked, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that Ben had John Cleese as high as he did, just because it, it, it feels like it's, it's almost too close to, to Desmond Llewellyn. Um, but again, no knocking it. Cause I love John Cleese as well, but Desmond Llewellyn, he, he created a character and I don't want to give all the credit to him. I mean, Guy Hamilton is the one who came in and said, we got this guy, you know, he's got some personality. We don't want him just doing the dry delivery of here's your attache case, you know, uh, pull out your knife here. Here's your coins. Here's the gas canister. Uh, let's actually have it a playful relationship. But you can't just say a director decided to do that because Terrence Young comes in after that, who previously directed Desmond Llewellyn to a dry performance and gets just as much out of him. So somebody had the idea to say, let's do this, but Desmond Llewellyn created it. And no matter what you think about any of the future Bond actors, you know, Moore gets too old, Connery gets too lazy. Dalton can't handle humor. There's never a bad cue scene. And that's all Desmond Llewellyn. And the best chemistry all these people have, I believe that we always talk about what great chemistry they have. I don't think any of these actors had better chemistry with anybody other than Desmond Llewellyn. Pierce Brosnan had his best chemistry with Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, Timothy Dalton had his best chemistry with Desmond Llewellyn. That's just Desmond Llewellyn. He is this character so much that I don't think anybody can ever replace it. So I actually, even more so now, that we've had to rank this, understand why they go in such a different direction with Ben Wishaw, because you're not going to be able to do this over again. Um, the only reason that he's held off from the number one spot for me, I also just want to add, I, I love the fact that he got a send off. And this is what I wish that we had had with Bernard Lee uh, in Moonraker is we're not sure if you're going to come back. So let's write something that would be appropriate one way or the other. Uh, th that just seals the deal for him. But Bernard Lee, I don't think that I would have even a year ago ranked him this high. I probably wouldn't even rank him higher than Judy Dench, but he's my number one. Uh, I wouldn't even just say this most recent rewatch I've had. I say every time I've tried to restart the series, this is now my third start of a rewatch over the last two years since um, <laughs> No Time to Die was originally supposed to come out. Uh, I just appreciate him so much more. And I think part of it is how different he is for the time period. You know, if you watch a lot, watch a lot of movies from the sixties and seventies, even if you have like a franchise, these recurring roles, they're not given this much of a chance to really show their charisma. And he has like unequaled charisma because his character is written dry. And if you just read the M lines, there's not a lot of great M lines here. It's just your standards. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. He, he is written Whereas Q is written in a way where it's like, okay, anybody's going to shine with this, but Desmond Llewellyn is going to shine even more. Bernard Lee's written the way that Boothroyd's written, you know, in most of these movies. And he just brings so much to it where the more and more I watch these movies, the more I see the scenes between Bond and M, I'm actually watching him more than I'm watching even Sean Connery. Uh, and he can handle a lot of this humor, but he doesn't need to resort to it a lot of the time. Uh, which is the movie, um, is it Moonraker? where uh after the the hovercraft thing where they're giving the briefing they just come and that's what happens sir and he just has that shock look like, well <laughs> I, I almost wish we'd had uh, more of these hilarious scenes with M because 
he, he didn't drag down like the he didn't make it a goofy movie but he could handle his comedy as well but the guy could do everything and um what's that i love the goofy movie <laughs> well but not but that I, again I don't even. Uh, oh, the goofy movie. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, over the head again. That's three. You are code. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but I, I feel like uh, in Moonraker, even though it would have been nice to have something with um, for your eyes only, I think it's still an appropriate send off for him. And it's something about the fact that he has the most amount of screen time he has in that movie. He's presented a little bit differently than you just get the, the typical office scene that I can still accept that as his final scene. And I think more than anything, he doesn't need a send off. They, they, they never felt the need to say he's, Oh, he's dead. Oh, sorry. He passed on. They just sort of ignore it. And they just let the audience get over it. I don't, there's something else that I don't think you, I know you couldn't do that with uh, Desmond Llewellyn. And I know you couldn't do that with Judy Dench. You had to bring in that replacement. This is the only major character they said, we're going to lay off this character for a few years because there is no replacing him. So so many reasons I put him in my number one. And yeah, I haven't flipped up and I'm actually more firm on that now than I was even 24 hours ago. Uh, yeah, I would have said for sure both of you would have had uh, Judy Dench higher than Desmond Llewellyn. I mean, Bernard Lee, so uh, good for Bernard. Um yeah, so I also, I'm terrible at prediction, but I also thought that me and Colin were going to have the same top three, which would have been a big kind of big record thing, but we don't. Uh, because my number two is Bernard Lee as M. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I absolutely love this man. To me, he is the epitome of James Bond. And I'm not sure what Fleming was thinking when you read the books, what Fleming had in mind. But just even if it's not what Fleming had in mind, I just feel like he nails the Fleming books as well, more than any other character that's ever been in the film. Um, he, he took a role that's very limited. He's in a few scenes each film. He is doesn't have a ton to do and he absolutely owns every single scene he's in his dry wit and humor is off the charts underrated in terms of actors and film history the way he plays off connery lazenby and more is fantastic and to the point where you can't even really pick the iconic bond and matching like they're all so iconic and great um I just, he gets so underrated as the humorous character. Him, uh, what is it in Diamonds Are Frail when they're with, uh, is it Nigel? And he's just really snooty about, and he can't drink because his doctor told him not to drink. Uh, it's, I'm sure my doctor told me that, but I couldn't understand it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love his relationship with Lois Maxwell as well. We didn't bring up those two as a pairing as well, which is just fantastic. Um, but I just really hope people don't think this is because he's first. There is kind of a tendency of, well, they're first, so they need that credit. It's not just because he's first. He is amazing in the role. And Lois became Granny Penny. Bond became Grandpa Bond. 
we had all that. Who knows where Ray Fiennes is going. But by Moonraker, it never let up. If anything, he got better and better in the role. Moonraker is one of his best roles. I love him in Venice where he's like, Bond, you embarrassed me, but I believe in you. And and that's the other thing about Bernard Lee and Judy Dench is the same, but he hates Bond, but he doesn't really. He's got that soft spot and he believes in Bond. So he'll be stern with Bond, but he's really on Bond's side. Uh, but yeah, Ben oh, Colin mentioned Dr. No and just off the off the bat where he's just so like nonchalant, like Bond comes in, he's barely paying attention to Bond, but not in a way that the actor is lazy, in the way that he's commanding it. I don't know if I've ever seen Bernard Lee in any other film outside of the Bond series, but he delivers in every scene and he owns it and he seems to really cherish the role. Uh, so he gets that edge just above Judy Dent. I love Judy Dent. I think he set that scene and I just, as much as I like Judy Dent, I like what Bernard Lee M is. That's what M should be for me, not M on the scene every single film and in half the film. Um, but yeah, love him and Connery, love him and more. Even him and Lazenby is quite funny too. So honestly, got to watch the best of Bernard Lee on YouTube if that's a thing after this because... Um, <laughs> Pleasantly surprised that Colin had him at number one and was not expecting that, but I think he deserves it. Um, and then my number one is, I kind of thought this could have been a unanimous number one, is Desmond Llewellyn's Q. For all of the reasons that Colin said and Moore is Roger Moore. He just, every scene, but the fact that he was with five Bonds and you can't really pinpoint, oh yeah, but he was better with Connery or even up until his death with Pierce Brosnan, he's got chemistry with, and each time it kind of builds a, it's weird to think how young he must've been in from Russia with love. Cause he's always sort didn't of had it. that grandfather dynamic. Sorry. He didn't look it. No, but he, <laughs> he's always had, uh, he's always had that kind of, mentor grandpa bond as the young guy even if roger moore was similar age so but his dynamic with roger moore um with john connery is the same dynamic that's with pierce brosnan 30 years later um i wish he could still be around today to still be in the bond film his dedication to the role that he was in it from what 17 different films 16 17 18 films is just crazy uh, each scene iconic, each scene memorable. His delivery is off the charts. Uh, and then, then I talk about how I hate M on the scene, Money Penny on the scene. I'll take a cue on the scene any day, like him in Octopussy with all the girls and License to Kill. I'm not a fan of, but that get, film gets saved single handedly by Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, so Q on the scene, or when he shows up in Thunderball with his Hawaiian shirt, he is the epitome of James Bond. Anyone knows Desmond Llewellyn's Q, whether or not you're a boomer like Colin or you're a Gen Zer like Casper, you all know Desmond Llewellyn's uh, Q. Uh, 
the face of James Bond, let's be honest, outside of the James Bond actors and funny, charismatic, great chemistry with the people around him, cheeky, charming. You love every second of him. And I think this character deserves to be at the number one for all the reasons I've said and more. Love Desmond Llewellyn. Also going to look up the best of Desmond Llewellyn on YouTube. And he just seems like such a nice man. Well, I have uh, a match kind of at number two because I also have an M at number two. Uh, Ooh. She's not going to slap me. She can, well, she can actually. She can slap me wherever she wants. It's Judy Dench's M. Um, I mean, U2 Ooh. is a great band, but also U2 um, <laughs> said a lot that I agree with and all of that I agree with. But I just want to point out one thing, and I, as a feminist voice, I have to say this, but I mean... Taking this, turning this character into female, you know, we, we we see a lot now that it's a thing. We're gonna we're gonna change it up. We're gonna make something a female that was always a male, or we're gonna make somebody black who was always white, or you know, something like that. And it's always a it's in the news. Like, you know, if Idris Elba is Bond, it's gonna be oh the first black Bond, or if Gillian Anderson's Bond, oh, the first female Bond. Like, but I mean, okay, I was eight when Goldeneye came out, so I really wasn't paying attention to the media. But I mean, this almost just seemed like a natural fit that. You know, it's kind of, it's just there. Oh, look, M's a woman now. Cool. And you just, you just accept it and you just move on. And I know we talked a lot in Goldeneye about that sort of the iconic scene. I think it made the Hall of Fame, like her first sort of interaction with Bond. And maybe you can sort of see it's a bit preachy that, but as somebody who I hate preachiness in films, no matter what it is, it's not like just the, the whole dynamic where she just straight away, she's just sitting back in a chair and she's just straight away like... You don't like me, Bond. You see me as an accountant. Like, just it's just like straight away, like, oh, okay. And then even like Brosnan's sort of reaction is just kind of like, you can tell he doesn't like her before she just goes on like one of the best speeches and monologues in Bond history, which is like, I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. Like, it just, it's brilliant. And then five seconds later, he's walking out the door, Bond, do come back alive. It's like, oh, Jesus. Like, I mean, she does more for one character, like in one scene, in an introduction scene, you know, only behind Connery in Dr. No, when he's like, Bond, James Bond. Like outside of that, she, this is straight away. Like, fuck this character. Like, holy crap. And she never has any. Interrupt a little bit, but I think you absolutely nailed something there. uh, Which well done to bed is that, Cinema at the moment, as of 2021, has a real problem with wokeness. And I'm not going on an anti-woke kind of rant, don't worry. But they don't know how to show progressiveness. They want to show it in cinema, but they do it so blatantly and so unsubtle that it takes you out of every single film you watch, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever it takes you out of the film and when you're making a film as a director a writer producer you don't want to take the viewer out of a film and that's what films these days are doing i don't care about if you have a strong woman blah blah blah, ray whatever blah blah but the fact of the matter is it takes you out of the film and that's not what you want as a viewer and you completely nailed it of how she absolutely naturally slid in but they did bring up the fact that she was a woman and they did it perfectly. In 1995, mm-hmm. they correctly showed progressiveness and change and wokeness. Not really wokeness, but change and referenced it in the way that felt natural, that never took you out of the film and put down those kind of old ancient ideas about men, blah, 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 blah. 
in a completely natural, humorous way that can't be done in the more progressive time of 2021. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think that's kind of a very topical mm. point that you well, really that's, nailed. That's, that's why that's I wanted to bring that up because I think like, I mean, in a weird tangent, Colin and I just did a recap of the Mighty Ducks, the completely related but like we sort of mentioned there about like how you've got these two very strong female sort of characters it's, it's barely mentioned they're female but you just accept it and you don't have to woke it up and sort of bring it all there so um and what scares me about no time to die is kind of this whole sort of implication of what they're doing with um what's her name Lashana? you know like what i've read and kind of heard that they're going to do this they're going to point it in your face it's kind of like that scares me because like we don't need that because bond's almost being progressive. And it's weird to say Bond's progressive with women because it's definitely not a franchise that you associate with those words. But, like, in this aspect it was. But sort of just the M on the scene, it feels natural. I mean, the world is not enough. Like, it's my favourite Bond film, but I love what they do with M in that film. It's so good. Um, it doesn't feel out of place to me at all. Even Die Another Day when she's kind of almost just standoffish against Bond and just kind of like, you're no use to anyone now. And it's just like, just kind of like, it just fits with the character so well. I mean, Tomorrow Never Die, she's got the least to do, but she's still got a presence in it. And then I agree with what you both said. She just fits naturally into Craig. And as much as I'm a Brosnan lover, I think, Noah, you kind of alluded to it, but I would almost agree she's got more chemistry with Craig. You like, I think because you got more depth in the Bond character now, but like, you feel that Craig, I mean, Craig cries. The Bond cries when M dies. Bond cries when M dies. Coming soon to the Oz Network. But, like, it's, it's, it, you believe it because, like, it's just, it's such a dynamic between the two. So, I, I obviously, you both thought I was clearly going to have her at number one, but yeah. uh, I wanted to have her at number one. But to me, as soon as we did this list, Number one straight away without even hesitation was Q, Desmond Lowell. Never, I think we mentioned this in an episode a, a while ago where I, I said easily number one. And hands down number one. Noah, you said it. He's the face of Bond outside of James Bond. He was in 17 freaking movies. He was with five of the six James Bond actors. He had chemistry and was amazing with every single one. He's not had a bad scene in any single movie. He is funny. He is strong. He is amazing. I'm with you. Cue on the scene in every movie. I want it. It's great. You think of all the iconic Bond liners and 75% of them are with Q. Uh, I mean, he's just so good. And even the fact when he's like, you know, little old, you know, grandpa, grandpa uh, Q with Brosnan, you'd think he'd be like, oh, come on, in 007. I mean, I would argue the greatest Q scene of all time is Goldeneye. Um, even in uh, World Is Not Enough, the dynamic with Q and, and R and just Bond, this is 007. Ah, the famous 007. Like, I know that's John Cleese, but like, brilliant. And like, just to backtrack a comment you said, Colin, about John Cleese being this close. Like, again, I think there's a gap between sort of like, as I was saying, between money pennies. But it's, again, it's back to the comments about John Cleese being born to play. Like, if there was a, a absolute spinning image to Bernard Lee and you saw her in a movie and, you know, you cooked him up, fine. But, like, that's why I also rank John Cleese so high. But, like, look, Desmond Llewellyn, I mean, they had on the, I never forget, on the World Is Enough DVD after he died the montage they put to nobody does it better for him mm. and just like, just did that. And like, as you said, Colin, like the send off he gets, like, like it's, it just makes it so tragic that he died. What? Like a month after the world premiere in a car accident of all things. Like, it's not like he was just died of all that old age or something like a car. Like, come on. Like, that's so sad. Um, but like that just, you talk about how at the end of Spectre, that could be the end of Daniel Craig and who knows what we're going to get in no time to die. But like, 
have we ever had a more perfect send-off for a character in a Bond franchise than Q? Like, that whole scene when it's like, you know, always have an escape plan. And just the way Brosnan looks, like, it's just he's almost about to cry as Q's got that little, like, oh, there he is. Oh, bye, Q. See you, Q, little Qy. Um, Just, ah, oh, perfect. Easy number one. Always is going to be number one with a bullet for me, hands down. I'm actually really curious what our averages are. So, I mean, we'll have to throw to... Which one are we doing first, Copacabana? Let's or do Mandy. Mandy. We want Copacabana right. Copa to end it with. We're gonna throw to Mandy here, because I'm actually very curious uh, how this is gonna work out. Oh, what a song. What a song. Also, great character in 24. There you go. All yes. right. Our list as compiled by the computer, the Ben Waterworth computer, so this is probably going to fail. At number 23, it's Michael's not having a very good life as Tanner. Uh, good life, whatever. Uh, number 23 there. At number 22, it is not our cue, Peter Burton's cue. At number 21... These two are idiots. I think I would rank her any higher than I did. It's Penelope Smallbone at number 20, way too low, but at least he didn't make the bottom three. It's Damien Falco. Oh, uh, number no- number 19, it's the worst tenor, apparently, well, second worst tenor, sorry, I can't count, uh, James Villiers. At least he gets a character named after him, uh, who is also next on the list at number 18. It's that guy with the frosted tips and Mr. 2006 Villiers. At number 17, well, she at least got to hear some Barry Manilow in this episode, and we'll hear him again soon. It's Carolyn Bliss's Money Penny. At number 16, Molly's warm flashlight will be not getting rooted tonight. Do you know what a flashlight is, Colin? I, flashlight? You shine it. What about a flashlight? <laughs> no. Okay, Google it. Google, Google a flashlight. I will Jamie. not Google I'll it. buy I you one for Christmas. I have learned from my mistakes. The funny thing is, you're but you're the one that said flashlight, which is something you shine. Well, yeah. meant true. But you can do the same thing with a flashlight and a flashlight. It depends on how you use it. Um, at number 15, wow, M, Robert Brown. There you go. Oh. Um, <laughs> the Panama yeah. of characters. At number 14... Insert that cat joke here. It's Ben Whishaw's cue. At number 13, it's old Sir Frederick Rick Gray. At number 12, oh, Samantha Bond's money, Penny. Oh, I thought you were going to be fine that. Uh, At number 11, it's Michael Kitchen. Say hot, it's out of the kitchen, wherever it is. Oh, number 10, Robinson. Boo, that's Colin's fault for having him at 12. He should be higher than that. Uh, at number nine, it's Greg Kinnear. I liked him in Stuck on You or whatever that one was with Matt Damon. Uh, he also played Tanner, changed his name to Rory. Number eight, shot James Bond, but number eight, Naomi Harris's Money Penny. At number seven, it's Sebel, Sebel, Basel, Manuel. Uh, John Cleese's Q. <laughs> at number six, it's General Gogalicious. At number five, keep him away from Qantas flight attendants and don't say his name. It's Ray Fiennes' M. Don't say my name. The underrated Breaking Bad quote. Um, at number four, <laughs> she still doesn't wear panties. It's Lois Maxwell's money, Penny. Aw. Aw. 
At number three, it's M, as played by Judy Dench. At number oh. two, it's M, as played by Bernard Lee. And at number one, nobody does it better than it. It's Q, Bowlers 007. Aw, Send him back to Octopussy's Island as a treat. Well, oh, all right. Later, later, later maybe. <laughs> later, later. Do I ever let you down, Q? Frequently. Well, we didn't let you down today, Q. Don't touch that. That's my lunch. Do pay attention, Desmond Llewellyn. You're number one. Yay! <laughs> I'm, even though he was, even though he was my number two, I'm very happy to have him as number one because I don't. I, I actually thought we were having choice. a clean sweep. I thought this was a like we had. Well, congratulations, it we had almost, two clean sweeps. But I thought we were all having him at number one, but. Yeah. It almost could have been, but yeah, but I'm still happy with him as number one. Um, we won't uh, take too long here because I don't have too long, uh, but we'll just say, what episode <laughs> number are we die. at? <laughs> what, what, which one episode was this? This is 97, so we have All two right. more before the magical 100. Now, we're also, I guess this can depend on our timing. We do have Cowboys and Aliens we want to do. Uh, we still have two more commentaries to do, but we wanted to do Spectre before... No time to die. So I'm actually going to make the pitch that we make the next two episodes. You only live twice. Uh, what's the next? Yep. One? From Russia with love. Oh, so you want to you want to push cowboys and aliens back to later? Yeah, because I'm thinking we have to do Spectre before No Time to Die, so everything's fresh. Interesting, because I was just thinking we would do, but no, you're right, because we've only got what, like, according to my calendar at the day of recording this, I won't date the episode, but we've got like just over a month, so mm-hmm. yeah, that works. We can do that if that's what the Colin's in charge. I like it. All right, there we go. Uh, but that also means that um, before we even get to No Time to Die, you're finally going to get our 100th episode, and we'll just Yay. spoil big guest on the way, very big guest on the way. Not as big uh, as Colin. Uh, about half the size. <laughs> uh, can I also and ask, are we, are, we also, age. are we also doing, I thought, like, as well as the Spectre one, are we going to do our little Redux rankings episode? Um, of I think we updated... do that after No Time to Die. Oh, okay. I thought we then we can have before. a full 25 in there. Okay, well, uh, well, why don't we do that on our, spe- our Spectre, uh, you know, the, the, the long one that we did like Spectre, where we Noah and I drove home and we woke you up. Yes. Good. Okay. Good. That's a plan. Oh, what about uh, Jamie? So, Is she going to come on and do the Rocky episode with the countdown? If we can and get the- her through all the movies before then, then absolutely. She's we, So far, made it through five. <laughs> um, you Only Live Twice definitely has stalled her interest, but uh, we've got some Wait, fun she got through Thunderball? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You've trained her well. To rub butter all over the couch. So. <laughs> you know why she spilled butter? Because that's how Colin gets her on the couch. Jamie, bond with some butter. Well, she said it was butter. We'll find you out. Butter it uh, up. <laughs> oh, did Colin just make a sex joke? <laughs> Anyways, we will be back soon and then soon again and then soon again. Uh, 100th is coming and no time dimes coming. Uh, my name is Colin, otherwise known as the fifth best tanner. And my name is Noah, otherwise known as the fifth best cat. Wow. Um, and my <laughs> name is Ben and Hard. Yes, very. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl with yellow feathers in her hair and a dress cut down. the crowded floor.
Herself half blind. She lost her youth and she lost the Tony. Now she's lost her mind. 